It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time. Louisville wins a second consecutive cup. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Well, what a special night it is. It is L.I.P.A.F.C. 2 in the 2022 season. Louisville City FC taking on their rivals, the Indy 11, from up the road on I-65. This time on the road, and this time with the ability to clinch a playoff spot at hand. A win or a tie tonight for Louisville City would earn them a berth in the postseason. They would be able to clinch regardless of any other results, get the job done tonight, and they are into the playoffs. But, of course, on the other side of that, Indy 11 would love to play the sport tonight. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here. We are coming to you from World of Beer, the official Louisville City FC watch party at World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road tonight. So we're enjoying ourselves, a good crowd of purple shirts have arrived it should be a nice atmosphere tonight Casey it's gonna be a fun game it's a rivalry game with a lot on the line it's gonna be a really fun game these contests are always highly competitive especially now that Lou City has something to prove after last this past weekend's game and then Indy 11 being able to play at home and beat your rival nothing's better than that so if you want to enjoy the game not on your couch you should probably come to World of Beer because it's pretty fun here. Absolutely. There are drink specials, and like we said, there's a good atmosphere. A lot of purple, purple shirts. The uh, the serving staff is wearing purple shirts, Louisville City shirts tonight, so it's a, it's a fun place to be. Louisville City not at home, not in a comfortable setting like we are here at World of Beer. They're at Indy 11. It is the third consecutive road game for Louisville City in this swing where they're playing five of six games away from home. And the last time out, Casey... Not a fun time for Louisville City. It was their first loss since June 5th. That was a span of 10 games. They fell one to nothing at Miami FC over the weekend. They gave up a goal inside the opening four minutes and just really couldn't recover after that. Um, what do you take away from that game? Do you take anything away from that game, given how good this team has been over the course of the season? And if you do take anything away, how does it apply tonight for, for Louisville City? It's, it's a tough match, that was, because... It's really hard when you concede a goal that early and then the team parks the bus and they have, you know, almost all 11 players inside their defensive third of the field. It makes it really difficult to break them down. Positives-wise, I don't think their attack was something I would take away as being a positive, but I think some individual player performances are some of the positives that I would take away from that match, and I think that's reflected in the lineup that they have today. Some of those players getting the nod tonight. So you just kind of have to look at that game, understand what went wrong, what mistakes that you made, what didn't go well for you, and then move on. Because it is quick turnaround. You have a, you had a game Saturday, you have a game tonight, you have a game Saturday, you have a game next Wednesday. So it's a lot of games in a little amount of time. So you can't sit there and dwell too much on the negatives. You have to look at that you have at hand, and that's Indy 11 right now. That's the only focus they should be thinking of. Let's talk a little bit about you touched on the hectic part of the schedule again, as you mentioned. They're back at home on Saturday after this game tonight and then back on the road midweek next week. And I think that's reflected in the lineup tonight that we're going to see from Louisville City FC. We'll give you the full lineup here in about 15 minutes right 
kickoff. But a lot of changes, a lot of guys that haven't started regularly and haven't started together necessarily. Just makes it that much more difficult tonight for Louisville City, wouldn't you say, to have a, a group of guys out there who are not necessarily the first-choice regulars? 100%. It definitely causes a little bit of a stumble maybe starting up. Maybe you're not going to start out as quickly as you would like. But the advantage is this is such a tight group, and all the players out there have been playing with the team all season. And so you know that during practices and trainings, they're rotating different squads. They're playing different players together for situations like this. And I think this is going to truly tell what the depth of lucidity is like. Can we be able to have a high squad rotation and still play the high level of soccer that we want to play? And that's going to be definitely on the test within these next five games even. Indy 11, we mentioned that Louisville City is coming off of a loss. Indy 11 coming off of a surprising win. They defeated San Antonio in their last time out, one to nothing. That's very surprising because San Antonio is in first place in the league across both conferences, and Indy had not won for 12 games before that one to nothing victory last time out. So they certainly have a little bit more confidence than they might have a couple of weeks ago. It's setting up for an intriguing game tonight. Again, the rivalry, the LIPAFC rivalry between Louisville City and the Indy 11, this time coming to you from Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. Kickoff set for the top of the hour, a little bit past 7 o'clock. We'll have all the action for you here on ESPN Louisville. Stick with us. We've got a lot more to come on this pregame, getting you set for the game tonight. Again, Indy 11 hosting Louisville City FC, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job, but you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. From their first steps to their first dance, High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wing. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. 
Welcome back once again. We're getting you set for the game tonight. It is the Indy 11 hosting Louisville City FC in the rivalry game. And Louisville City, all they need is a point. A tie or a win would do it to clinch their playoff position, or at least a berth in the playoffs. Wouldn't clinch their position, obviously. A lot of games left to play to sort out who's going to get the top seed. But it would clinch their berth in the playoffs. That game coming up for you at the top of the hour, 7 o'clock. It's a lot of changes in the Louisville City lineup. As we mentioned in the first segment, it's a hectic period of play for Louisville City. They're on, they were on the road on the weekend. They play tonight on the road. They're back at home on Saturday night and then back on the road next Wednesday and next weekend as well. So a very, very busy schedule for the boys in purple. And that's reflected in a lot of ways in the lineup tonight. We'll get you the full lineups here in a few minutes. But one player we want to highlight, the teenager, Carlos Mogel Jr., 19 years of age, the academy product for Louisville City FC. He's going to start just his second game of his career, the second game of his season tonight for Louisville City. In the midfield, a defensive midfielder, a deep-lying playmaker, you might call him, Casey. He's played in each of the last two games for Louisville City. Uh, the, law, or the win over Detroit City a couple of weeks ago on the 20th and the loss over the weekend at Miami. He came off the bench in both of those contests and... Although he didn't play a ton of minutes, he had a bit of an impact. He showed himself well. He took set pieces. He nearly scored a tying goal late in the game last week over the weekend at Miami on a really terrifically taken free kick that was in the top corner. It was a terrific to keep him out. Um, he's been pretty good for, for a youngster getting a, an opportunity in limited minutes. What do you make of his performances? And obviously it's a big opportunity for him tonight to get the start. It's a massive opportunity for him, and I'm really excited to see what he does with this opportunity because – he has shown very well recently. I've been very impressed with his movement off the ball, his positioning off the ball. His uh, contribution to the attack has been fabulous. I mean, he almost scored last game. So I'm excited to see what he does with his start tonight. He has big shoes to fill, though. I mean, Tyler Gibson is usually our go-to there in the defensive mid, and he's fabulous. And then you have Niall McCabe, major veteran player, who is also a wonderful player there. So he's got some big shoes to fill, but he's also had those players to learn from all season. And what a great opportunity for Danny Cruz to be able to give him tonight to be able to see, okay, come down the road, down the line, and we're in the playoffs. And once something happens to one of those players, who do I turn to? I have to have a player that has experience, that's comfortable in the that's comfortable with the style of play that we want to play, and that's a perfect opportunity to start getting Carlos Miguel more minutes so he's more comfortable on the field and the players around him are used to the style he plays. Again, Carlos Miguel, the youngster getting the start tonight. It is just his second start of the season. His last start came in a tie at Charleston back on April 23rd. He's played 45 minutes or more just twice on the season, and he only made one appearance last year. A very inexperienced player. But a big opportunity for him tonight uh, getting the start for Danny Cruz in the midfield against the Indy 11 with a playoff berth on the line. Lots at stake tonight for Louisville City, not just the rivalry, but also their place in the playoffs. We'll continue to get you prepared for it. Kickoff set for a little bit after 7 o'clock at Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. We're coming to you from World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road, the official Louisville City watch party tonight. More to come on the pregame after we return following this break here on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Camry. 
like the electrified Camry Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, you can save over $5,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 Camry. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Off just a few minutes away in Indianapolis at Michael A. Carroll Stadium, Indy 11, hosting your Louisville City FC tonight in the LIPAFC rivalry game. We're coming to you live from World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road at the official Louisville City watch party. But for tonight's game, Casey Field sitting alongside me, Jeff Milby, has her keys to the game. So for Lou City tonight, they have to be more aggressive in the final third. We have to make sure that when we get in the final third, we're doing whatever it is to put the ball in the back of the net, and we're aggressively attacking the goal. So we have to make sure that we put our chance away early because we never know how many chances we're going to get each game. Next, we have to be composed defensively. We have to make sure that we're staying composed and maintaining our shape defensively. This is going to make it extremely difficult for Indy 11 to break us down, which is going to lead to easy for us and then finally be a goldfish in the words of ted lasso himself we have to be a goldfish and put the miami game behind us and focus on this one this is the most important game on our schedule because it's the next one and we have to make sure that we're locked and loaded so we can win the lipa fc battle not to mention the added importance of a playoff berth exactly. on the line tonight for Louisville City. Again, a win or a tie would do it to clinch their berth in the postseason. Kickoff should be coming up shortly. We'll have all of the action for you after this final pregame break. Again, you're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> 
And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome you back just moments away from the kickoff of tonight's game. We're coming to you live from World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road for the official Louisville City FC watch party. Louisville City in Indianapolis, Indiana tonight, where they're taking on the Indy 11. And tonight's starting lineups are brought to you, presented by Craft House Pizza. We mentioned lots of changes for Louisville City and their head coach, Danny Cruz. Here they come. Kyle Morton, not a change in goal. He's been stellar this season with 11 shutouts. The back four in front of him, Amadou Dia along the left. The center back pairing, it's Wes Sharpie and Ian Solaire, who makes his first start in league play since May 13th of this season. That's one of the changes. Another change, the right back. It is a more familiar face. It's Oscar Jimenez, the all-time leading assist player in Louisville City history, but he's been a bit of a spot player this season, coming back off of injury at an advanced age. He's making his first start since the end of July. In the midfield, it's Corbin Bone, who will wear the captain's armband, along with Jorge Gonzalez, who will play in an advanced position, and the teenager, Carlos Mogel Jr., the academy product at 19 years of age will make just his second start of his career this evening. And then the attacking three, more familiar faces here, and certainly some more scoring presence here as well. It's Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa along the left. Ray Serrano, who's more of a regular himself of late along the right. And then Wilson Harris, the Louisville City leading scorer with 10 goals to his name this regular season. He returns after a red card suspension in the last game. He starts down the middle. Of course, Louisville City with a record of 17-4-4. That's 55 points in the standings. Still good for first place in the USL's Eastern Conference. The hosts tonight, Indy 11. They have had a hard go of it, 7-14-4 
for their record. That's good for ninth place in the standings below the playoff line and just 25 points in USL League play. The starting lineup for them, the goalkeeper is Tim Trilk. The back line, two players very inexperienced. Robert Dunbar, a fifth appearance for him, his third start of the season. And Jesus Vasquez, he makes his sixth appearance of the season and fifth start. They are joined by Meshach Jerome and Jared Timmer. Some more experience in those two players along the back line. In the midfield, it's Justin Ingram, Neville Hackshaw, Raul Aguilera Jr., another youngster making uh, an early appearance. He scored three goals this year. And then Solomon Asante. And then the attacking players, the two forwards, Juan Tejada, a player who joined the Indy 11 from Tampa Bay in a transaction that was made midseason. He starts up top with Stefano Pino, a player who scored the lone goal the last time these two clubs met in the first edition of LIPAFC back in April in a 1-1 tie. Our referee tonight, Elvis Osmanovic, he will have control of the game as the two teams are just about ready to begin play at Michael A. Carroll Stadium, the campus of IUPUI in Indianapolis. They will play on turf tonight uh, at Carroll Stadium. And Casey, once again, just to reiterate off the top, the big point for Louisville City tonight is to get a point. If they earn a result, if they get a tie, or if they win this game, they will clinch a berth in the playoffs. Well, and I think not only is it for that, but I think it's for the players' sake, too. You had a really tough loss on Saturday. You need to bounce back as a team. You need to come together, and you need to kind of figure out your next step moving forward. And by getting a result tonight versus Indy 11, that's going to be a huge morale boost it's not only going to be great because you're beating your rival, but it's going to get you into the playoffs. So it's going to be a really important match. But Indy 11, I think, it's just as important for them because they've been on the struggle recently. And so to be able to play at home, get a point against your rival or multiple points, you know, that's got to make them feeling pretty good after a tough, tough season for them. And the whistle is gone, and they are underway at Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis just as we said it. So live action happening here on ESPN. Louisville, Louisville City moving from left to right in the first half, wearing their road uniforms of white shirts, shorts, and socks with purple vertical stripes on the jerseys and black numerals, letters, and trim. Indy 11, they call them the boys in blue, and they are wearing blue tonight. Shade of blue near navy blue shirts, shorts, and navy blue socks. They do have light blue trim on the front of the jerseys as well. And right off the bat for Indy 11, they are in the attack after winning a throw following the opening kickoff. It is a clipped ball in behind. It is picked up there by Justin Ingram in the Louisville penalty area. The defensive work by Wes Sharpie. Sharpie did enough to send it away, and it's picked up once again by Indy 11. A player there, I believe it may have been Robert Dumbart, trying to play it backward, intercepted by Louisville's two teams jostling for possession. Louisville City comes down with it. It's Lusa dropping well deep into the midfield to settle things. They play it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. Morton, a clearance. He got a bit under it. Didn't quite make it to midfield. Indy with a couple of touches, but then Louisville takes over and will try and come forward. Just a battle for possession the last couple of minutes, Casey. Exactly, and you've got to imagine that Indy is going to have a little bit stronger of a start in compared to Lusa City. They're coming off a big high, off a big win this past weekend in Lou City, a little bit struggling after that win. But 
Loose City just needs to relax into this one, absorb that attack from Indy. Then when they have possession, see if they can get set and work the ball around ever so slightly, build a little bit of their confidence, use the possession to help them be able to build into this game. Louisville City in possession after the ball was sent out for a throw. It's Oscar Jimenez on the near side at midfield. He clips the ball in behind toward the Indy 11 penalty area, and it's picked up on the run by the goalkeeper, Tim Trilk. Trilk now directing traffic. They've played two minutes at Carroll Stadium. No score between Louisville City and the Indy 11. Trilk plays it on the ground to the near side to Robert Dunbar, the left back. Lou City pressing high, trying to turn them over. They nearly successfully do, but in fact, Indy 11 ultimately come up with the ball. It's Raul Aguilera who plays it long and over the top. Into the attacking half now for Indy, just outside of the penalty area for Louisville City. It's Solomon Asante on the far side, the right for Indy 11. And it's going out now for a Louisville City goal kick. Kyle Morton wearing a cap tonight amid the sun at Louisville Stadium. This goal kick nearly three minutes ago and no score. Well, I'm honestly surprised more keepers don't wear a cap at Lynn Family Stadium too, but that's going to help them with the, the sun and keep eyes on that play. It was a good ball in, but it was never to Morton. Lou City needs to use this set piece to clear the ball out, see if they can push into their attacking half. Morton wearing the ball cap takes the goal kick. It's past midfield into the center circle where it's knocked down nearly one in the middle by Corbin Bone. But then in over in possession, plays it all the way back to their goalkeeper, Truk. Truk ball down the near side past midfield. Stefano Pino up for the header, and he does enough to keep it alive for his team. He plays it into the feet of Justin Ingram. Back to Pino on the near sideline in the attacking half. And Pino all the way back to Dunbar. Or backward to Jesus Vasquez, who plays as a left center back tonight for Evan and Vasquez. All the way backward to the goalkeeper, just outside of his own penalty area. Indy now trying to work down the right side. A ball through on the right side, looking for Juan Tejada. He's beaten to it by a Louisville City defender. Might have been Wes Sharpie. Sharpie plays it all the way back to Kyle Morton. Morton clearance under pressure to midfield. A header in the air, one by Indy 11, and the ball knocked away from that player, out for a throw. Last touch by Louisville City. It's a throw to the Indy 11 on the far side. They're right at midfield. Four minutes gone by, no score. And the defensive shape for Lou City is going to be critical for them today. They have to make sure that they're staying solid in their formation, and then that kind of zone-style defense they're going to be so that way when they do have the high pressure, they're able to move as a unit, and that's going to eliminate the gaps to be able to break down because you're going to expect that when it goes to Morton, he's going to have to play it long because it's going to be difficult for him to be able to see to possess. Indy 11 with possession after that throw. Ingram had a run down the middle. It was knocked away from his feet. Then it comes to Dombar. Dombar, the left back, he has it knocked away, and now Louisville City takes over in possession with Oscar Jimenez, who's playing it right back tonight. He plays it backward just outside of the Louisville box to Wes Sharpie. Sharpie dribbling forward to the far sideline now to the left back, Amadou Dia, still in the Louisville half, about 10 yards from midfield. Backward to Sharpie, Sharpie into the midfield to Mogel. Mogel back to Sharpie as Louisville City knocks the ball around the back line here, trying to pull apart this Indy 11 team. A ball on the ground across midfield to Wilson Harris, who does a nice job to hold it up. And now Louisville City into the attack. On the far sideline, a Louisville City player, it's Musha Galusa. He whips the ball into the six-yard box. Just in front of the run of Ray Serrano was a defender for Indy 11, who plays it behind Jesus Vasquez with the clearance. It's out for a Louisville City corner kick. It'll come from the near side, the Louisville right, with five and a half minutes gone by. 
That's a really good ball played in there. My Mushugalusa, he has the ball on the outside, gets his head up, uses his left foot to kind of bend the ball in between the goalkeeper and the backs. That's, though, where I'm talking about being a little bit more aggressive inside that box. I would have liked to see a little bit stronger run from Wilson Harris and Ray Serrano. Vi-Fi corner kick comes from the near side, the right for Louisville City. It's sent to the back post, knocked away by an indie player. It's swung back to the near side by Louisville City. Here comes another ball to the back post from Oscar Jimenez, headed up and away by an indie player once again, and it's knocked down and picked up by Louisville City. They can continue the attack here. It's Musha Galusa on the far sideline. A ball into the six-yard box, and the header is over the bar. Actually, was not over the bar. It was just not on target, and it bounces behind. It is an Indy 11 goal kick. A great opportunity there on a good ball whipped in by Musha Galusa from the far side once again. Yeah, I'm not sure if Ian Soler even recognized the ball coming in because it was a very nice service from Musha Galusa. He does a good job to beat his defender and places the ball perfectly in there. I think Soler a little bit surprised by the ball. Didn't think Musha Galusa was able to get the service off, but... A good, solid attack, good good job moving the ball, rotating around and seeing if they can recycle those runs. So it's a goal kick for Indy 11. They've still not taken it. About 30 seconds went off the clock. Tim Trilk now raises his arm into the air and connects with the ball with his foot, trying to play it diagonally toward midfield. It's won easily there by Ray Serrano for Louisville City. He heads it down to Corbin Bone, but then Louisville City tries to line forward through Wilson Harris, and they turn it over. Indy coming forward now. But then it's turned right back over to Louisville. Oscar Jimenez with a couple of touches. The two teams jostling for possession in the midfield. Hatshaw along the back line for Indy just heaves it over the top with his right foot. Flag might have gone up and did go up against Indy for offside. So it is a fifth free kick to Louisville City with about seven minutes gone by. This will come in their defensive half on the inside left. He will take it. He plays it backward on the ground to Ian Solaire. Again, making his first start since May so this evening. Sharpie along the back line to the far side, the left with Amadou Dia, about 10 yards from midfield. Dia dribbling across midfield, does well, gets past one defender. Amadou Dia still with it, tries to play it square, and it's intercepted by Hackshaw, but it drops back. Amadou he plays it into the box, and a header and a goal for Louisville City. The boys in purple in front inside the opening, eight minutes. It's Rano who had the header on the end And the boys in purple are in front in the early going in this rivalry game over the Indy 11. It's Louisville City 1, Indy 11 nothing. Ray Serrano on the score sheet with eight minutes gone by. And what a nice finish it was by Ray Serrano. It starts with some great work from Amadou Dia and then a really fortunate deflection for him. He almost plays a wall pass with an Indy 11 player, so it worked out for him. But he has a really nice service in it. I love the run that Ray Serrano makes. It's a dashing run towards the near post. So he's able to lose his defender, and then he does such a good job with his header, being able to force it to that back post. Very technical finish from Ray Serrano, and a great goal for Lucidi, exactly how they wanted to start this one. For Serrano, it's his third goal of the season. For the newcomer to the club this year, the 20-year-old from Seattle, Washington, and that goal, as all Louisville City goals are, Brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. And straight from the kickoff, Louisville City coming forward in the attack. Jorge Gonzalez was trying to hold it up in the far corner. It's cleared away off of his feet, but Louisville City retains possession. It is Wilson Harris drifting away from goal on the far side. Left. Harris on the run toward the end line. He's tripped up on a ball that was played to him from the far sideline. He's calling for a foul, but no foul given, and it's out for a goal kick to the Indy 11. Nine minutes into this game, one to nothing in favor of Louisville City. Yeah, that one was tough to see whether there was much contact on the ball 
or if Wilson Harris felt some contact and tried to make the most of it. But regardless, Loose City needs to continue to use this to build on, keep the ball locked into their final third, see if they can apply even more pressure onto Indy 11. And how about this bright start for Louisville just in a big perspective from this game kind of way, Casey? Eight minutes into the game on the road in a game coming off of a loss, your confidence might be a bit shaken but it doesn't look that way here in the early going. Not at all, and I think mentally this is a huge relief for them because they went 86 minutes after going down, not being able to come back, not being able to really create a solid chance or get one in the back of the net. So to be able to come out here and in the first eight minutes put one away, that's exactly what they needed to do. Another dangerous situation. Musha Galusa was dancing on the box on the far side, played it across the face of goal in the air with his right foot, but no one on the end of it on the near sideline. It's out for a throw. In fact, it was deflected on its way through by Indy, so it's a throw to Louisville on the near side, the right, their attacking final third. It was taken in play to Wilson Harris. Actually, Ray Serrano, I beg your pardon, and Serrano couldn't handle it. It's out for now, an Indy throw on the near side for them, their left. Dambro, the left back, will take it. He throws it down the sideline, so Lair up for Louisville City battling for possession a collision and perhaps a foul as a couple of players hit the turf Oscar Jimenez and Ian Soler among them for Louisville City what did you see there Casey? I think it was a good decision by the referee both the players go up but I think there was a little bit of a knock there contact from the Indy 11 player and it looked like it could have been potentially injury but both players seem to be Right, glad that both of you are going to get up. But this is a great opportunity for a set piece when you've got players like Carlos Miguel and the Oscar Jimenez who are able to send in some very nice services. You've got to expect they're going to send some bodies forward and see if they can get a nice service into the box right around the penalty kick spot is where it's going to be the target for this free kick. ...have come on for Louisville City for the moment to tend to Ian Soler. It was just a ball in the air. Two players went for it, Soler and Stefano Pino. But Pino called for the high kick there, and so it's a foul against him. And as Casey said, a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in a dangerous position. Maybe a yard or two in from the near sideline, probably 40 yards from goal. But a situation where the boys in purple can whip in a dangerous ball. And a player we highlighted in pregame that you mentioned, Casey, Carlos Mogel, when he's been on the field in his limited time on the field for the 19-year-old, he's been the guy to take set pieces, the guy to take free kicks. And he stands over it along with Oscar Jimenez for this free kick. So a couple of really talented players who can whip in a nice ball here. Well, it depends on the type of service that you want to. I think this person sending the ball in should be Carlos Miguel Jr. because he's going to be hitting it with his right foot. So he'll be able to put the proper bend on it. But Oscar Jimenez has a nice left foot approach to it too. Louisville City up one to nothing. 12 minutes into this game, looking to add to the lead here from a set-piece situation. Jimenez approaches the ball. It will not be his. In fact, it's Mogel, a bending ball, hooked toward goal by Wilson Harris, cleared away by an Indy 11 player. That clearance picked up at midfield by Mogel. A heavy touch from Mogel, though, showed too much of it to an Indy 11 player. And then Mogel, trying to recover, slid in for the challenge and commits a foul, and not just a foul. Our referee tonight, Elvis Osmanovich, has gone to his pocket for the first time. It is going to be a world of beer yellow card to Carlos Mogel Jr. 
of Louisville City. It comes 13 minutes into the game. His team in front, one to nothing. It'll give a free kick to the Indy 11, about eight yards from midfield on the inside left for them in their defensive half. And it was a little bit of a late challenge, a professional foul from Mogel Jr., really a smart play because if he does not make this foul, he's going to allow Tejada to be able to pick that up, and there's going to be about three or four Indy 11 players running at only one Lou City defender. And so by fouling here, he's allowed his team to be able to stop and get back into their defensive shape, but he just has to be aware because we are only 14 minutes into this and he's already on a yellow card. And so in a position as a defensive mid, that's a pretty critical position. He's going to have to be really smart with the way that he plays. Juan Tejada, the player that was fouled for the Indy 11, and he's down on the ground on his back, arms crossed over his head as the trainers have come on to look at his leg. Tejada, a new player to the Indy 11 organization, was acquired mid-season, joined the team from the Tampa Bay Rowdies, where he has spent each of the last four seasons dating back to 2019, a 25-year-old out of Panama, and over the course of this season, he's yet to score for Indy, but has scored a goal for the Tampa Bay Rowdies, scored 10 goals in his first season for Tampa Bay back in 2019. So a dangerous player with lots of goal scoring in his history for the Panamanian Juan Tejada. But he looks like, Casey, he's probably going to have to come out of this game. He's still down on the ground, still receiving treatment on what appears to be his right ankle as he now rises to his feet, walking very gingerly. Yeah, he seems to be in quite a bit of pain. You could sense the frustration that he was feeling in this. Hopefully he'll be able to continue because it would be extremely unfortunate, one, not only to lose him, but two, one of your substitution windows this early on in the match, that's going to really put a damper on Indy 11 and force their coach to have to make some tough decisions later on in the match. Again, Indy 11, a team that has struggled mightily over the course of this season. They went 12 games without a win before defeating San Antonio in their last time out. They sit in ninth place in the USL's Eastern Conference on just 25 points. And a team trying to build some momentum, and they've had all the momentum of this game halted now because of this injury to Juan Tejada. They are going to have to go to the bench uh, for Mark Lowry, their head coach, who came over from El, pa- El Paso. Or what will they? Tejada remains on the field now after a player on the bench was warming up. So Tejada, the player that was injured, will remain in the game. So after that lengthy delay for training, Tejada appears to be okay. It's going to be a free kick to the Indy 11 and just about midfield. They send it into the Louisville City box. It's popped up high into the air, and the goalkeeper for Louisville, Kyle Morton, will come under it to make the catch. Well, I think you see if he is okay to continue on, if he's able to get up and kind of move around a bit, see if he's able to continue Feel him out a little bit before you take a risky move and have to sub him out. Quickly, Louisville City into the attack. A ball over the top after the restart from Morton is into the penalty area. It's cleared away, though, by Indy 11 back toward midfield. It looked like it was Wilson Harris that had a terrific run towards the end line with numbers on for Louisville City temporarily. The ball now all the way back into the Louisville City half along their back line with Ian Solaire, who it should be said, is okay after that collision with Stefano Pino that drew a foul earlier. He plays it to the far sideline to Amadou Dia. Dia further in, into the attacking end down the sideline for Musha to chase. But Musha Galusa cannot get there. And Jared Timmer, the right back tonight 
for the Indy 11. A 24-year-old out of Michigan will have the throw on the far side, the Indy right in their defensive half. And I like how Lou City's looking to change the point of attack by moving the ball across the back line. Just has to be a little bit sharper in our connection between the defense, the midfield, and the forward. Those connecting passes have to be sharper to break down Indy 11. 17 minutes into this first half in Indianapolis, Louisville City a goal to the good courtesy of Ray Serrano scoring his third goal of the season. A ball over the top from Louisville City's back line toward Wilson Harris, who was in an offside position as he chased it a few yards outside of the Indy penalty area. So it is a an offside flag and a free kick to Indy here, which they will take and keep along the ground on their back line. It's Jesus Vasquez, the left center back, to the near side to Dambro. Dambro trying to play it back into the middle where it's easily and quickly intercepted by Corbin Bone of Louisville City. It's back to West Sharpie for Louisville now. Sharpie, a ball over the top toward Jorge Gonzalez who was holding it up but he couldn't catch it off of his chest, it's over his head and then a clearance from Indy 11 back to midfield, a collision and a foul against the Indy 11 drawn by Oscar Jimenez of Louisville City and it will create a fifth third free kick and Lou City looking to kind of play quickly, see if they can keep possession. They're trying to move the ball quickly around Indy 11 to break them down a little bit easier. It is nice to have Wilson Harris back up top because he's able to be more of a target release player or a player that they can release over top. And they've been looking to do that several times, just kind of missing the timing of the runs in the pass. Two teams battling for possession in the midfield. Harris now with it, tries to thread it through for Mushagalusa, but intercepted by the back line of the Indy 11. Raises the point, though. You raised the point, Casey. Wilson Harris missed the last game because of a red card suspension, red card shown to him against Detroit City. How much of a miss was that for Louisville City, given that they were shut out last time at Miami in a one to nothing loss? I think, honestly, it was a big factor in a game like that. Playing the false nine isn't going to be as successful as if the game's a little bit more open. When a team sits in, it's nice to be able to have a player to release out to or to kind of be that target in the middle of the field, that go-to player on the crosses, and Lucity was lacking that a little bit. Wilson Harris is going to give them that this game, and it's going to be really beneficial to have that type of player to be able to play to. Usually I'm a big fan of the false nine. I think it can work really well, but just last match wasn't the right move for them. Again, Cameron Lancaster remains injured for Louisville. He has not played except for three games this season. The other forward who would be in starting contention for the boys in purple. 19 minutes into this game, they lead it one to nothing. They were in the attack, but the offside flag went up against them in the Indy penalty area. And so it is a free kick to the Indy 11, which they will continue to play along their back here amid pressure from Louisville City. And... Louisville has looked quite comfortable in Indianapolis to this point in the game. They have pressed high up the field, and the ball has been in and around the Indy 11 penalty area most of the game as the ball is out of bounds now on the near sideline. It's a throw to Indy 11 on their left, just a few yards into the attacking half. Louisville's looked really bright here 20 minutes in, Casey. They have definitely looked a lot better, and they started stronger than they did last match. The only thing that I think they need to do is to clean up just that last little pass, that last touch that they're missing, or the connecting pass between their lines. Once they're able to sharpen that up a little bit, get the ball moving quickly like they're used to doing, I think they're going to be able to generate even more opportunities because right now they've only been able to get two shots, and only one of those shots are on target. Yeah, 53% possession for Louisville City, so it's been relatively even. 
but the ball has spent most of its time in the Indy half. It's in the Louisville half currently, but Louisville working their way out of some pressure here. Wilson Harris just stepped on the ball, though, trying to hold it up, had a runner in to his left, but was unable to find the pass, and it's a turnover. Indy comes away with the ball. They're working it from their right side now. Solomon Asante on the far side, just outside of the Louisville penalty area, drops it off to Stefano Pino. And it's knocked high up into the air and out of play past the far sideline. It's an Indy throw in their attacking final third just outside of the Louisville penalty area from the far side, the Indy right. Ball sent in from the throw into the box on the inline. Pino there for Indy trying to hold it up. The whistle goes, and it looks like it's going to be a foul against Pino for backing into a defensive player for Louisville City. In any event, it's a free kick to Louisville City, and it is, in fact, a foul, a fifth-third free kick. And so Kyle Morton will take this, and it'll look much like a goal kick here. And quite a few of the Indy 11 players getting a little bit frustrated with the referee currently. He's calling a very tight match, and a lot of those calls have been against Indy 11 because they've been a little bit handsy, kind of pushing a little bit. They have to make sure that they settle into this one. They don't let that affect the way that they play because they haven't been able to really generate any sh- any sort of offense. They have no shots and no at all, and so they haven't even been able to really get the ball into their final third much. It was a half chance for Louisville City. Ray Serrano was coming forward, but a loose pass from him gave it back to Indy 11. It would have been a chance for him or Wilson Harris, who was up running with him. Ball all the way back to the Louisville goalkeeper now, Kyle Morton, who clears it upfield past midfield with his right foot. Ball knocked down, picked up in the middle by Jorge Gonzalez. Jimenez back to Gonzalez down the near sideline for Mogel into the attack now. Carlos Mogel, actually Ray Serrano, I beg your pardon. Serrano, a left-footed ball into the box toward the run of Wilson Harris, who's a bit behind him. It's picked up now in the midfield by Louisville City's Corbin Bone. Now Amadou Dia, ball into the box from Dia, punched away by the goalkeeper. Out of the box now to Ingram, but the flag up for offside against Louisville City. It was a good ball into the box. Wilson Harris had made a run to the near post. It was just in front of him, just over his head. It pulled the goalkeeper, Tim Trilk, out to make the punch. But to no avail, it was offside. I love that service, though, from Amadou Dia. He does a little bit of a chip. He doesn't do a full swing on the ball, just a little half swing. So that he's going to get underneath, put that backspin on the ball. It was a great run from Wilson Harris, though, just to the timing ever so slightly off. And Trilk, wow, way to come off the line and be able to punch that one free. But Amadou Dia's services so far this match have been incredible. He's already got the assist in the game. I might have credited Musha Galusa with that assist. In fact, it was Amadou Dia. So Dia with his sixth assist of the season as the left back for Louisville City this year. And he has played in a number of terrific-looking balls. 23 minutes gone by, and that goal that was assisted by Dia, scored by Ray Serrano, is a goal, one to nothing in favor of Louisville City. As a foul is called against Louisville City here, and we have our second booking of the game. Both of them shown to Louisville City players. This time, Jorge Gonzalez is shown the world of beer yellow card, his sixth yellow card of the season. And so this sets up a free kick to Indy 11 in their attacking half on the right side for them, the far side from where we're watching this game. And here it comes. They'll play it on the ground with numbers in the box. It is Asante whipping in the ball into the six-yard box, headed away by Louisville City's defender, I believe Ian Solaire, but a foul called on that challenge in the air as two players hit the deck. Solaire, one of them for Louisville City, and the other player, Hackshaw, who was up battling for the header, with Solaire. It looks like they might have collided heads there. So the training staff immediately on the field for both teams and Solaire looks like he got the worst of that interaction. He's down on his chest, laying flat on the ground with his head to the side. Hackshaw has risen to his feet for Indy. 
But the concern here for Louisville City goes immediately to Ian Solaire, who's down injured. Yeah, I, I personally do not like the looks of this collision. Ian Solaire going up to get that one. Hackshaw coming in behind, and it looked like Hackshaw kind of headed Ian Solaire's head instead of the ball. Hackshaw's up and moving. Their trading staff is taking a look at him, making sure they're going through the proper concussion protocol questions and making sure that he'll be safe to be able to continue. But Ian Solaire's still on the ground. They're going to come out and immediately assess him. You could see um, Sean Tosh, he is on the bench, and he was on the sidelines starting to warm up, starting to get moving just in case. You Head injuries are not something that you can mess around with, and so... Hopefully he'll be able to get up and continue, but if not, you've got to make sure that you're looking out for the best interest of the player and maybe subbing him out and allowing Sean Tosh probably would be the go-to sub for Ian Solaire. Ian Solaire down on the ground and not a good-looking situation. Solaire, the newcomer to the club this year, his first season with Louisville City, 26 years old by way of Spain, making his first start since mid-May in this game. He's now risen to his feet, Solaire. He's walking off with the training staff under his own power. He appears to be more or less okay. And he's actually having a conversation with the referee. It'll look lobbying to not have to come out of the game for the moment. But he will have to at least step aside for a period of play as Solaire was injured. It was a foul against... I'm not sure. I guess it'll be a drop ball here probably after that incident, Casey. I think it depends on what the referee calls a foul to be our ball. If not, he will look to see which team has possession. It'll be a drop ball in favor of that team. And it is, in fact, a foul against Hackshaw of Indy 11. So it's a free kick, a fifth third free kick to Louisville City, which they take inside of their penalty area with the goalkeeper Kyle Morton. He sends it long. The two teams battling for possession and another foul against Indy 11. And now Ian Solaire immediately back onto the field after having to come off for just a moment. He is replaced, or he is uh, joined in coming back onto the field by the player that was also injured for Indy 11, Nivel Hackshaw. So both players that were in that interaction appear to be okay. Both were surely checked for concussion, and both are back field. Nearly 27 minutes in, Louisville City in front, one to nothing over Indy 11 in this LIPAFC rivalry affair. The second clash in between the two rivals, up and down I-65, and of course, as we mentioned. The big important point to make for Louisville City is that it will do it tonight. A tie or a win would clinch their berth in the playoffs as a foul and offside flag goes up against Louisville City here. We'll give a free kick to the Indy 11 in their defensive half by about 10 or 11 yards. And just to clean up something, we have had three bookings in this game. Excuse me, three World of Beer yellow cards in this game. Two to Louisville City, to Carlos Moguel and Jorge Gonzalez, but one to Stefano Pino of the Indy 11. So three World of Beer yellow cards. We are bringing you this game from World of Beer, the official Louisville City watch party. World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road with a great crowd in tonight. And there's even a celebrity guest here. Now McCabe is here watching the boys in purple play. I, I thought I spotted over my shoulder here a dangerous situation and it's a goal for the indy 11 and this is a calamity back for louisville city it was a bouncing ball kyle morton off of his line to try and get it it might have been touched past him by a defender for louisville city but in any event it went past him unaware and stefano pino will take the plaudits for the Indy 11. the player that scored the goal in the 1-1 tie back in april at lynn family stadium he takes the acclaim here 
to tie the game. It's 1-1 between Louisville City and the Indy 11, 28 minutes in, and this one is an error at the back, to be sure, for Louisville City. Yeah, not really what you want to be going on if you're Louisville City. It was a long ball over top, and it looks like a total miscommunication between, was it Wes Sharpie yeah. and Kyle Morton, and but credit to Stefano Pino. Absolutely. He continued his run. He continued to press, and he got in the face of Kyle Morton, making it difficult to see. We talked about that son that probably could have played a factor, but Pino continued to fight through it. I think he had like a diving header on the line there because of the Lucidity defender that came back to help defend that, but a huge, huge, huge miscommunication on the back line of Blue City and not what Danny Cruz is going to want from his team. Stefano Pino, the 31-year-old Brazilian, his second goal against Louisville City this season, his eighth goal overall, and as Casey said, it was a long ball over the top and miscommunication between Wes Sharpie playing at right center back tonight and Louisville City's goalkeeper as Sharpie tried to head it back to Morton under pressure with Pino all over him. It was a weekly hit header. Pino charging on, got a touch to lift it over Kyle Morton's head as he came out for the ball, and Pino gets the goal for the Indy 11. 29 and a half minutes gone by. It's 1-1 between Louisville and Indy as they've gone into a hydration break, at least momentarily, and now we do have the ensuing kickoff after the goal. So all even between Louisville and Indy 11 at Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis in the second meeting of these two clubs this season. Louisville with the kickoff, and now working from an even position. They'll try and regain the lead. It's Solaire, the right center back for Louisville City. Long diagonal from right to left toward midfield from a deep position. It's intercepted there by Indy 11 as they try and work it down their far sideline. Solomon Asante in the attack. It's out for an Indy throw. Jared Timmer, the right back, is forward to take the throw. About halfway into the attacking half from Indy's perspective on the far side, the right. He takes the throw now down the far sideline. Easily cut out there by Amadou Dia for the 11. He plays it long and over the top, and it will go all the way into the goalkeeper's feet. Tim Tilk for the Indy 11 as it's now coming up the near sideline for Indy. Picked up there by Oscar Jimenez in the midfield Carlos Mogel heaves it forward for Louisville City toward the Indy box. A header back his way, and then a header back down from Louisville City, and they will control uh, along their back line for the moment. Still in the Indy half, just so, and now a turnover. Indy 11 take over in their defensive half. KC is the two teams just battling along for possession here. Indy trying to come forward down their left side now. A clipped ball for the runner. That was Robert Dumbro. And it's out of play. It's a Louisville City throw on the near side. They're right in their defensive half. And Louisville will try and work out of the back here. 31 and a half minutes gone by. Louisville in front, one to nothing. Casey, what do you make of this game so far now that it has changed? Now that Pino has completely altered the course of play, how do you feel about it right now? I mean, it's really been an even match, I will have to say, from possession-wise. Both teams are doing a good job building in possession. I think the start of the game was all lose City and then... Indy 11, though, has started to grow back into this one. They're starting to continue to get more and more possession, and it's really evened out very, very back and forth. I would like to see Lou City, again, be a little bit more aggressive when they get in the final third. They have the talent. They have the ability. They just have to have that drive, that killer instinct when they get into the final third. Again, we are two minutes into this game. It's 1-1. 
Possession battle has favored Louisville City ever so slightly, 53% of the ball. They've generated only two shots, though, out of that possession, one of which was on target, obviously the headed goal by Racer on third strike of the season. And in the 11, just the lone shot for them was the goal, scored by Stefano Pino just moments ago. Louisville City with a long ball from right to left, a long diagonal from their half of the field into the attacking half on the far sideline. And it goes out of play. It is going to be a throw to Indy 11. Actually, yeah, it is a free kick as the whistle was blown against Louisville City. So a free kick to Indy 11 along their back line as they play out of their half. It is through the middle now to an Indy 11 player, Raul Aguilera Jr. Aguilera Jr. plays it forward, and the attack is on for Indy. Just outside of the box, the Louisville box on the sideline. Dribbling in is an Indy 11 player, and it's behind now. Last by Louisville City. It's a corner to the Indy 11. 33 minutes into this game and a corner kick for the hosts tonight as Aguilera was the player making the run in the penalty area, the player that wins the corner. It'll come from the far side, the Indy right. And this is where Lou City has to that short memory. They have to put that, put the goal conceded behind them because it was an error on their part. They have to put that behind them and see if they can move forward. They cannot continue to dwell in this. They've had really solid chances. Now they just have to get a little bit more. of Solomon Asante will take the corner. It's an outswinger off of his right foot, cleared away by the first defender at the near post for Louisville City. For an indie throw on the far side, the right. Asante will take it in quickly to Jared Timmer, the right back. Timmer sizing up across. Here it comes toward the spot. An acrobatic overhead kick by Pino, but he couldn't connect with it cleanly, and it's picked up on the back post by Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez trying to dribble forward, goes around an indie defender, but showed too much of it to a second defender who is coming over, and it's played out of bounds, deflected off of Jimenez. It's going to be a throw to Indy 11 in there, attacking end on the near side, the left, but we will not see the throw until we have a pause for this injury. We've had a few changes in this game for injuries. This time it's an Indy 11 player down on his... And it appears to be, it is, the goal scorer, Stefano Pino, who now rises to his feet with a little bit of a limp holding his left thigh. Pino is the player that went up for the overhead bicycle kick in the penalty area. Couldn't hit the ball cleanly, but he appears to be okay. He will remain in the game. The ball back in play after the throw. A clearance from Louisville City's Oscar Jimenez is knocked out of play. Deflected off of a player, Justin Ingram for the Indy 11. It's a throw to Louisville City on the near side. They're right in their defensive half. But the throw is quickly won by the Indy 11. Here they come into the attacking end. A ball into the penalty area. Lots of bodies in there, but Kyle Morton will come up with the ball, and he will slow things down as Morton directs traffic in his box. And Lucity has to figure out a way to begin to get some positives out of the situation. They need to see a little bit more of the ball, see if they can keep the ball in possession a little bit more. Indy 11 has been applying a lot of high-pressure so they have to see if they can connect a little bit more through the midfield. We're going to need a little bit more work from Gonzalez, Bone, and Mogel there in the middle to see if they can move off the ball a bit more, be that connecting piece between the back line and our front three to break down that Indy 11 back line and break down the Indy 11 pressure. Again, 35 and a half minutes gone by. A foul against the Indy 11 will give Louisville City a fifth, third free kick as they wind down this first half. It's one between these two rivals in the Eastern Conference, Louisville City and the Indy 11, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Louisville, though, in the, into the attack now, into the Indy 11 penalty area, and it's swept away by an Indy 11 defender on the back line. It was Meshach Jerome, 
And Jerome sends it out past the far sideline for a Louisville City throw. This comes in the attacking half for Louisville City. And actually, I beg your pardon, it is an Indy 11 throw on the far sideline. So out of their defensive end, they'll try and work amid pressure from Louisville City. The boys in purple who are wearing white tonight on the road can continue to try and hem Indy in here. As Timmer, the right back, takes the throw backward to Hackshaw. Hackshaw forced to clear it under pressure, and it's an errant clearance. And easily this pressure from Louisville City did the job there. They win the ball back in the attacking half. A throw for them on the far side, the left. Amadou Dia, the left back, takes it all the way backward into the Louisville half with Sharpie into the center circle with Solaire. Back to Sharpie, the left center back. Dropping back for the ball is Corbin Bowen, but a first-time touch right back to Sharpie. Sharpie, though, picks up his head. A long ball down the far sideline toward Wilson Harris. Harris nearly got there, but he couldn't beat Meshach Jerome to it, and Jerome wins the ball, and now Indy 11 will try and play it out of their back. But an errant pass for them. Perhaps they played it out of bounds intentionally because of an injury. That's how errant the pass was. Yeah, it's hard to see what's happening off the ball, but I think Loose City looking to go a little bit too direct at times because they haven't been able to see much success. I would like to see them utilize those midfield three or have Wilson Harris check back and get the ball at his feet a little bit more to see if they can create more offense that way. But when you continuously play the ball over top, it makes it difficult for your team to be able to push forward and really support that. So it was played out. It was a throw to Indy in the end, however, and so it's an Indy throw in their defensive half. They try and work it from left to right now. They've got it near midfield on the far side. Hackshaw, a touch backward to Timmer. Timmer under pressure as Lucity comes forward. He plays it all the way back into the goalkeeper, Tilk. Tilk forced to clear. That clearance up toward midfield, played back toward him, and it will come all the way back to the goalkeeper, Tilk, once again. He plays another long ball, this time toward the near side, headed forward by Louisville City's defender, Oscar Jimenez, but it's won by the Indy 11. Here come the hosts on the charge into the attacking half on the far side. Solomon Asante plays it backward to the right back, Timmer. Back into the middle is where we find Meshack Jerome. Down to the near side with Ingram. Justin Ingram coming forward. He plays it down the sideline toward the end line toward a running Juan Tejada, but Tejada unable to catch up to it. That ball was far too out in front of him. It is a goal kick to Louisville City. Again, six and a half minutes to go in this first half. Louisville took an early lead inside the opening eight minutes through Ray Serrano. Stefano Pino equalized 20 minutes later. And we are all even at one apiece in this LIPAFC rivalry clash with playoff implications on the line. Louisville City with a point tonight. It's their playoff. Here's a ball in to Stefano Pino. He tries to have a hit. It's blocked. Still loose in the Louisville penalty area and cleared away by a Louisville defender. It is out for. It looks like it's going to be a Louisville City goal kick, in fact, as it was deflected off of an Indy 11 player. So an in, a Louisville City goal kick here. After Dambro, the left back, was playing well forward, had at it inside the Louisville box. And since Indy 11 has scored, they've really been aggressive in their attack. They've got four shots, two of those on target. Their expected goals is actually higher than Loose City. Their attack has been stronger. They've been the team that looks more likely to score again. Loose City has to kind of relax into this one. They seem a little bit frantic. They seem like they're letting the Miami game creep into their minds. They're letting giving up the goal, creep into their minds, and they're not really staying as sharp as they were at the very beginning of this match. They have to see if they can get back to this or at least weather the storm until halftime until Danny Cruz can give one of his inspiring halftime speeches that he's so good at. It is a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their attacking half as they will try and 
work it around. At the attacking end, it's Harris. A ball through back toward him. Hooked away by Jesus Vasquez for the Indy 11. Louisville still trying to continue the attack. It is in the middle now on the far side. It looked like might have been Corbin Bone playing with it. And now Indy 11 take over. They try and play it down their far sideline. Pino making the run. It is sliding over with West Sharpie to clear it away. It's a throw to the Indy 11 on the far side. They're right. Forty and a half minutes gone. We're likely due for a good chunk of stoppage time. I would say probably, wouldn't you think, Casey? I was thinking about five minutes at least between all of the injuries that they've had, the stoppages in this match. I'm imagining that there's going to be at least ten minutes left this half so far. It's out for an Indy 11 throw. Again, we're bringing you the game tonight from World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road, the official Louisville City watch party tonight. And, of course, the sponsor that brings you all bookings. We've had three World of Beer yellow cards this evening, two to Louisville City, one to the Indy 11. And the score, as we've mentioned, 1-1 between these two sides. The first 20 minutes, Casey, as Louisville tries to bring the ball up out of their back here, the first 20 minutes really favored Louisville City. They were dominant. They scored eight minutes in. They had the ball around the Indy penalty area almost constantly. But Indy's really grown into this game. They've taken a much bigger foothold in this game. And since that opening 20 minutes, it's been really even, and Indy obviously has scored the goal since then. Absolutely. I think the only time in those first 20 minutes that Indy had any part of the ball really was the first two minutes when the game started and they started off on a really big high but Lou City was completely dominant and then since going down it's almost as if their energy has dwindled and they've almost given it to Indy. Dambro had a run forward for the Indy 11 on the left back on his left foot got into the penalty area had a strike on goal but it was directly at Kyle Morton and a comfortable save for Louisville City's goalkeeper and now Louisville City coming the other way with three minutes to play in the first half, and it's picked up on the end by Trilk, the goalkeeper for the Indy 11. Do you foresee any changes in the second half for Louisville City, Casey? Is there anything that you think Danny Cruz is displeased with specifically for his team? Two teams battle for possession, and it's going to be a foul on the far sideline committed by Enoch Mushagalusa of Louisville, a free kick to Indy. That's where it's going to get tricky because I think Danny Cruz has to weigh the fact that he needs to think what players does is he going to need in Saturday's game that maybe need to rest, but he can afford losing at halftime. You know what I'm saying? So that way he can balance out the substitutes between today's game, Saturday's game, Wednesday's game, and then the following Saturday's game. So he has to really play almost a chess match here because this game is important, but all they need is a tie. Yep. And right now they have a tie. So they are good with to qualify for the playoffs. So Danny Cruz is going to have a big decision. I could see him potentially making some subs to keep players fresh, to limit the number of that players are putting in throughout these next few games. I also see him sticking with this lineup until at least the 60, 70th minute mark and then seeing quite a few changes after that. Again, awaiting a free kick for the Indy 11. Uh, Jared Timmer will take it. He was the injured player for the Indy 11, and he now does take the free kick. Uh, coming forward was Wilson Harris trying to contest for a loose ball, and he forces a turnover, does Wilson Harris, with his pressure. It's a throw to Louisville City. Into the penalty area, it's taken by Ray Serrano, and now it's played out for a Louisville City corner kick. Jesus Vasquez, the left center back for Indy with the final touch. 
And so it's out for a corner kick, a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City from the near side. They're right with a minute to go, plus stoppage time in this first half. Boys in purple to head back in front just for the stroke of halftime. It'll be Oscar Jimenez to take the Vi-Fi corner kick. He'll take it with his left, but he plays it on the ground, short to Ray Serrano. Here's a whip ball to the back post, headed up into the air by Hackshaw of Indy 11, and then the second header was Pino for the Indy 11, picked up on the end by Mulgee. On the far sideline, Wilson Harris, who's dropping back forward. He continues to drift backward into the middle now. Corbin Bone plays it onto his right foot. Actually, that's Jorge Gonzalez, I believe. Now onto the back line with him. Now Sharpie in the Louisville half now as they continue to drift backward away from the Indy goal after that corner kick. Here they come forward, though. A ball over the top from Amadou Dia toward Mushagalusa. He's on to it. Mushagalusa on the left, just outside of the box. Gets past the defender to the end line. Cuts it back to his right foot. A ball swept in by Jorge Gonzalez toward the six-yard box. Well defended by the Indy 11. It's still loose at the top of the box for Louisville City. Through is Gonzalez. He takes the shot. It's toward goal, and it's saved by the goalkeeper, Trilk who goes down to his right as we have moved into stoppage time. And the referee has added a minimum of five minutes to this first half. And, of course, stoppage time is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. And this is much better from Lou City. They're getting forward in the attack. They're looking a little bit more aggressive. They have to make sure that they finish this half out on a high so they can go into the second half with some positives, with some energy, with the momentum. And the thing that I think is really hurting them, which we're having right now, is another stoppage of play. Yeah. It's all of those stops during the game that have taken Lou City out of their rhythm, taken them out of that mindset, and played into the hand of Indy 11. And so Lou City's kind of have to figure out during the halftime break how to cope with these stops, how to make sure that they're staying engaged, staying locked in, so that way they can get back into this one. But a better attacking spell there from Lou City. Again, it is an injury. We've had a number of them. We've got five minutes of stoppage time, but we've played already a minute of that five minutes, so probably five more minutes to go, you'd think, because this entire minute has been due to this, or has been wasted because of this injury, you could say. It's an Indy 11 player that is down. Have yet to be able to pick out which player it was. He was taken down after the shot was on goal after the last period of play for Louisville City. It looks like it might be Jared Timmer, the right back. In fact, it is number five, Jared Timmer, the right back. He's now up speed after receiving treatment for about the last minute and a half. Um, at one point, it looked like he was clutching his left back, his sort of just above his waist on his left side on his back. Not really sure what caused the injury as we're watching replays. After the shot came through, he just went to grab his lower back on the side, almost like, like he pulled a muscle or had a cramp there or something. Well, the thing with lower back injuries, it can be you moved wrong, you twisted wrong, you stepped wrong, somebody hits you. And so they're, they're really, really difficult to not only recover from but to assess exactly what happened. But it was hard to really see any contact there to draw the, the injury. So Timmer's treatment is over. He has to come off the field for the moment. And the referee will give a drop ball here to the Indy 11 of their goalkeeper, Trilk, because he had possession when the player went down. It's Indy 11 coming forward down the near sideline. The ball through for Pino off the feet of Justin Ingram, but it's overhit from Ingram. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the near side there. Right, the right back, Oscar Jimenez takes it. Down the near sideline toward midfield is Jorge Gonzalez trying to hook it forward to Wilson Harris, well defended by the Indy 11 as they just clear it forward. It's down the near sideline, the right for Louisville City. Jimenez there with it. He plays it forward. The two teams knocking the ball back and forth. 
And Jorge Gonzalez with a run through midfield. He's taken down. No foul called. One by Indy 11 in the middle. They play it all the way back to their goalkeeper, Trilk. Trilk, a long ball from his penalty area toward the near sideline into the Louisville City half. It's well won, easily won there by Oscar Jimenez. He plays it backward towards Soler. Soler back to the goalkeeper, Kyle Morton. Morton, a ball into the air into the middle of the field. Gonzalez tracking back forward, and now Louisville City will settle it down in possession. Three and a half minutes have gone of this minimum five of stoppage time, but we're surely going to get a few more minutes added on. It's a ball over the top from Corbin Bone. Knocked back his way into the center circle. A Louisville City player there headed, uh, there to head it forward once again. And now it's knocked forward from Louisville's perspective to the far sideline for the Indy 11. They play a long ball forward. The two teams just opting just to kick it back and forth to each other here. Not much semblance of creative play through the middle. But Louisville does have some creativity now. A ball through to the far sideline. Mushigalusa just outside of the box. Dribbling into the area, but the flag goes up. It's an offside call against Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa. And it's going to give the Indy 11 a free kick here. That was a promising attack. For Louisville City, they had numbers forward, but Mushigalusa collected the ball from an offside position. It's the sixth time tonight that the flag has gone up against Louisville City as compared to two offside calls against Indy. Well, it was such a good buildup from Lou City. Mushigalusa has to do a better job there. He can see the entire defensive line. He can see where the assistant referee is standing, so he has to do a better job there of making sure that he stays on sides. If he's wanting to start his run early, then he needs to stay two or three steps behind so he's able to start his run early because when you are off sides like that, you're completely eliminating the attack that you have. After the offside foul called against Louisville City, it was a free kick to the Indy 11. They sent it into the attacking half for them just past midfield. And it's knocked out of play past the far sideline. It's going to be a throw to the Indy 11. They take it. A long ball over the top to the Louisville half. We've played the minimum of five minutes in this first half. Stoppage time. As a foul goes against the Indy 11. And we have another booking. Our fourth booking of the first half. A World of Beer yellow card shown to Jeff Ingram of Indy 11. For a heavy, heavy challenge against a Louisville City player. Looks like it might be Jorge Gonzalez down there clutching the back of his head. In fact, it is Ray Serrano who took that challenge. Ray Serrano down on the ground grabbing the back of his head after a collision on a ball in the air. The foul called against Ingram of Indy 11, a world of beer yellow card to Ingram, and this will be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Yeah, a tough challenge there in the middle of the field. Ray Serrano doing a good job to win the ball and establish possession. But again... It's just eating a little bit more time off the clock. You've got to imagine now is the ref going to add an additional minute onto the play two more minutes. Surely, yeah. We've played a minute past the minimum of five. We've already had a couple of injury stoppages. Injury time, as you might call it. Stoppage time. It is a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. The center back, Ian Solaire, takes it. He just hoofs it long into the Indy penalty area. And the goalkeeper, Tim Trilk, is off of his line running toward the right corner of the penalty area, and he dives forward for the ball and goes down and is seemingly comfortable to take his time here. I think both teams happy to go into halftime at this point in the game, the way it's gone. There's been very little flow, a number of injuries to both sides now, a number of stoppages, and really no momentum for either team. After that Stefano Pino goal, it's had very little flow over the last 20 minutes, Casey. Well, Anytime a team begins to get into some sort of rhythm, there's an injury or a stoppage, and that's completely eliminated 
both teams solid attacks, solid performances that they've had so far. It's been very, very back and forth. I don't think either team has just dominated the first half. It's been pretty even, pretty back and forth. Each team has had their spell, but it's these stoppages that are just ruining the flow of the game. Another foul and another stoppage and a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City this time along their back line. They take it long from the back line, just heave it forward. Both teams praying that the referee blows his whistle here to stop this first half because there really has been very little attractive soccer played. But the referee blows his whistle here to call a foul against the Indy 11. And this is in a more promising position in the attacking half for Louisville City. From the far side, the Louisville City left about 10 yards infield. We've played nearly eight minutes of the minimum five of stoppage time. But this fifth third free kick will be whipped into the box by Louisville City, you would expect. It's Mogel and Jimenez who will likely take it. And Louisville City can put some numbers into the box here and try and steal a goal late in this first half, Casey. Well, you'd also expect this to be probably the last play of the half. Here it comes from the fifth third free kicks and into the box toward the penalty spot. And the goalkeeper Trilk is there to leap up and make the catch. And that is, in fact, the last action of the first (laughs) half as our referee Elvis Osmanovich blows his whistle. It finishes 1-1 between Louisville City and the Indy 11 in the first half. Ray Serrano scored eight minutes in to give the visitors, the boys in purple, the lead. And then 20 minutes later, Stefano Pino scored to tie it up for the Indy 11. That's the score we will take to the break here on ESPN Louisville. Louisville City 1, Indy 11-1 in the LIPAFC rivalry. Playoff implications on the line for Louisville City. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota RAV4, like the electrified RAV4 Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, you can save over $3,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 RAV4 with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football, he loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs, he puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com.
You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. At the half, the score is Louisville City 1, the Indy 11-1. Time score is presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. Ray Serrano scored eight minutes into the game, just shy of eight minutes in the eighth minute for Louisville City to give the boys in purple an early lead that really was the product of their dominance. They had a great start to the game, did Louisville City on the road in this one at the Indy 11. But then 20 minutes later, Stefano Pino on an error along the back line was able to take advantage of that error and score for the Indy 11. It was a ball over the top for Louisville City. Wes Sharpie and his goalkeeper Kyle Morton just not on the same page as Sharpie tried to head it back to Morton. Pino alert, runs around Sharpie, gets a touch in front of Morton, plays it past Morton and into the goal to tie the game. Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield coming to you live from World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road. The official Louisville City FC watch party is here tonight and a great crowd of Louisville City fans are on hand and they had a little bit to cheer about in that first half, Casey, but the last... 25 minutes, I'll say, of the entire first half were not the best soccer we've seen from Louisville City, and that's got to be disappointing for head coach Danny Cruz given that his team took an early lead, given that they had a bright start to this game. He's got to be disappointed with the way that they allowed Indy to get back into it and grab something for themselves. Absolutely, and I think if you look at the stats, that tells the story too. I don't think he's going to be very pleased with the number of attacks that Louisville City was able to generate. They only had two shots that entire half with only one of those being on target. It's got to be better in the second half to be able to put more in of the net and then the shots inside the box there was only two touches in the opposition box only seven so I don't think he's gonna be very pleased with the amount of offense that they're gonna be able to generate in that first half he's gonna have to figure out how he's going to change that going into the second half but defensively too the mistake that's a critical mistake and especially from a player like Wes Sharpie who's played quite a few minutes for them and Kyle Morton just being not on the same page there he's not gonna be happy with that either I think the positives to take away from that first half was the response to the previous match. The way they came out and played the first 20 minutes, that was a really good response. But then once they went down, the response after that was not the best. They really weren't able to generate much possession. Indy 11 was all over them. And so I'm interested to see if he makes any changes going into the second half and kind of what is going to be his game plan to approach this one. Again, you mentioned the stat sheet, Casey. The stats favored Louisville City significantly in the early going. When they scored their goal, they had about a 3% possession advantage, and they had two shots. One of those, the goal was on target. That's the good news about the first half of that first half. The bad news is that that's pretty much how the numbers finished in the first half. 52.6% of possession for Louisville City, two shots one of which was on target, the goal from Serrano. Indy 11, despite being out-possessed ever so slightly, generated more shots, four of them, and three of them on target in that first half. So Indy 11 perhaps deserving so, uh, equalizing and tying the game with Louisville City. And again, the big-picture perspective, the big point to make about this game for the second consecutive game, Louisville City can earn their position in the playoffs. Uh, with a point, a win, or a draw tonight against the Indy 11 in this rivalry game. But so far, Indy have done their part in playing spoiler. They're out of the playoffs. 
they're really not much to consider in terms of the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. But coming off of a win for them over San Antonio last week, their confidence is flying high under their head coach, Mark Lowry. And you can see why. You can, you can see the result of that confidence in the way they played in that first half, challenging this Louisville City team and coming away with an even score break. Yeah, they're a team now that's playing for pride, playing to show who they are, that, that their season did not necessarily reflect who they are as a team, and they're trying to really build up their identity again. And Louis City is the perfect opponent to be able to do that against, not only because it's a rivalry match, but City is number one in the Eastern Conference, and with a game in hand, they're really right one point, two points behind San Antonio overall in the entire USL. So for Indy 11, this matchup has a lot of weight behind it is regards to a pride, for regards to mentality. For all of that, it has more meaning there than necessarily the numbers. Yeah, so again, Louisville City tied at one with the Indy 11 in this rivalry game, LIPAFC, the Louisville-Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest, as the fans so love to call it. The score at the break, 1-1, presented by Sir Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. As we step aside and take a timeout, when we come back at the half, we will talk about racing Louisville, a disappointing one for them over the weekend. They are off this weekend, so they've got a lot of time to think about it. We'll tell you about their loss to the Chicago Red Stars in front of a record crowd, to be said, last weekend at Lynn Family Stadium. That'll be our topic of discussion when we return on this halftime show. Again, the score at the break. Louisville City 1, Indy 11-1, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you. Which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com.
Welcome back. It is halftime in Indianapolis, Indiana, where Louisville City is playing the Indy 11 in the halftime score, which is brought to you by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. Is Louisville City 1, Indy 11 1, Ray Serrano on the score sheet for Louisville City, but Stefano Pino tying the game minutes later with a goal for the Indy 11. Racing Louisville would have probably taken that score had they gotten it over the weekend. They hosted the Chicago Red Stars in a very highly attended game. 8,700-plus fans at Lynn Family Stadium, the record now for Racing Louisville in terms of home game attendance. But they went down 4 nothing to Chicago. It extends their winless run in NWSL League play to now 12 games. But, Casey, it seemed, though, over the weeks that Racing playing better and won a game, but they were more difficult to beat. They were earning ties. Six of their eight games had been ties entering play on Saturday night. But 4 to nothing to Chicago. You throw that form out the window. What did you make of that game? It, it's definitely a difficult loss to swallow for racing. It's a really hard loss to follow, not only for me, but for the supporters because they had been standing behind them so much. The matches had been closed. They always just had a moment to be able to get back in it or win the game. And that 4-0 loss just hit really, really hard. I think a big advantage, though, is they have some time to take off, to regroup, to kind of reflect on how things are going, what changes they need to make, and then they can come back out on September 10th against North Carolina and kind of be able to renew the rest of this season. I think North Carolina currently is sitting ninth and we are 10th, and so it's a great opportunity for them to be able to get a win, kind of get some energy back into the rest of the season so they can finish strong because I don't think that 4-0 loss reflects this team. I would agree with that. It's not really indicative of how they've played lately and how much quality and talent they have. All of A lot of that talent, I should say, will be on display in between now and that next Racing Louisville game. They are on an international and Racing Louisville is going to send four players off for international duty, including two players to the U.S. women's national team as they take on Nigeria in two different games in City and then in Washington, D.C., beginning this weekend on Saturday. Savannah DeMello and Emily Fox. And the highlight here, the headline here is Savannah DeMello because Fox has been a regular call-up to the U.S. women's national team camp. She's pretty much submitted herself, I would say, as the starting left back of the women's national team. But DeMello, the rookie for racing Louisville, the player who was drafted out of Southern California with one of the top picks in last year's NWSL draft, this is her first call-up to the national team. And for a player in rookie of year, rookie of the year running in the NWSL, it certainly deserved for DeMello and a great thing to see her have her hard work rewarded with a call-up to the national team. You said it right there, her hard work rewarded, because she has been one this entire season. She has fought, she has battled, she's had some great goals, she's had some great plays, and she has never once let the success of the team dictate how she plays, how she approaches the game, any of that. And so often with young players, if the team's not doing well, they can get frustrated. They can let that affect them, but never once has she done that. And so it speaks volumes about who she is as a person. Very excited for this opportunity for her 
and obviously Emily Fox. I think Alex Chidiak getting called up to the national team, or Rebecca Holloway for Northern Ireland. Really cool to be able to watch racing players play for their country this weekend. I know I'm definitely going to be chiming in to try to watch as many of those matches as I can. Yeah, uh, the national team for the U.S., with DeMello and Fox for Racing Louisville. They play Nigeria first on Saturday at 1.30. That game will air on Fox. And then <laughs> Tuesday, they'll move to Washington, D.C. That game will air on ESPN2. The second half has begun. Should we take a break, Casey, or not? What do you think? I mean, it's up to you. What do the fans want? What do we think the fans all right, let's stick around. Spencer in the studio is going to have to throw another break because we jabbed our way into the second half. He's going to have to throw a break on to the end of the we game We just got here. too excited talking about we soccer. Did. The second half has begun in Indianapolis. They've played about 30 seconds now. Kickoff just happening. We'll switch ins in the second half. Louisville City moving from right to left. Indy 11 moving from left to right. The score 1-1 as it was at halftime. That score was presented by Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. We have one substitution here for the Indy 11. It is Alex McQueen, a 27-year-old out of England. He comes on into the game to replace a teammate. As a chance came in for the Indy 11 right off the bat, one minute in, but Kyle Morton off of his line to make the stop. There was also another substitution, which we will get to you in a moment. But, Casey, a quick start for the Indy 11 here as they had a chance in on Louisville's goal, and Kyle Morton called into action to make the catch. Not the way that Lou City would want to start out with Indy 11 completely coming at their throat already, but they have to relax. They have to settle into this one and see if they can build their way into this second half. Remember, the first half started this way, too. It was all Indy 11 in the first two, three minutes, and Lou City was able to build their way in and generate a really good scoring opportunity. So hopefully it'll be reflective in the second half. Again, we're bringing you this game from World of <laughs> Beer, the official Louisville City watch party tonight off of Brownsboro Road. As it's now, the ball, rather, is out of play. It's going to be a restart for Louisville City as we get a look on the replay at that dangerous situation. As a ball whipped in from Indy 11's right into the box, headed back into the arms of Kyle Morton. As play has resumed now after that brief stoppage, two minutes gone by in the second half. Louisville again working from right to left, and here they come forward. The left back, Amadou Dia, with the ball down the near sideline for a teammate to chase. It's going to be an Indy 11 possession, though, beaten to it. Was that Louisville City player, Meshach Jerome, sliding over with the coverage for the Indy 11. And now Indy coming forward. It is Solomon Asante down the right side across midfield. Plays it to the top to Juan Tejada, and Tejada drops it off to Hackshaw. And now it's all the way back along the back line with Jerome back into the Indy 11 half. Two and a half minutes into the game, or into the second half, I should say. 1-1 between Louisville and the Indy 11. We didn't quite get to it because we jabbered so much at halftime, Casey, but what would be, you think, the message from Danny Cruz, the Louisville City head locker room at halftime? What do you think he's telling his team? What strategy might they try and deploy to try and come out with a win here? I'll get to that question in a second. Is a ball over the top for Louisville City and a ch- well over the bar in the end. Looked like it might have been Serrano on the end of it. It was Serrano who was making a run down the middle of the field. Had a ball chipped in front of him. He got onto it about 25 yards from goal. Tried to lift it in toward the goal, but well over hit it. It's out for an indie goal kick. If I were Danny Cruz, I would be sitting there say, telling them to get out of their own heads. They're sitting there 
overthinking everything, over-processing everything. And sometimes soccer is at its best when it's just simple. Simplify things. Connect your passes. Connect with the person right in front of you. Don't look for that over-the-top diagonal ball. Maybe just the person right in front of you and see if you can use that to build. But get out of your head and stop overthinking it. So the substitutions, two of them were made at halftime. We can confirm them now, one for either side. As we mentioned out of the break, Alex McQueen came into the game to replace Jared Timmer at right back for the Indy 11. And on the other side, Louisville City did have a substitution out of the break as Tyler Gibson came into the game to replace the teenager, the 19-year-old Carlos Mogel, making his second career start tonight. He lasts a full half, 45 minutes for Mogel. He was on a yellow card, by the way, so, so perhaps some strategy there from Danny Cruz in making that switch. Gibson on, Mogel off. Both of those substitutions, one either way, brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. I think that's a smart substitution from Danny Cruz. I think Carlos Mogel did really great. But he brings more of an attacking presence, whereas bringing on Tyler Gibson is going to solidify that back line a little bit more. He's going to really shield those two center backs. And he does so much off the ball and filling in those gaps that I think defensively they need Tyler Gibson in this game. And it certainly brings on, needless to say almost, but it brings on more experience. <laughs> Mogel, limited action this year, just his second start of the league season at 19 years of age. And the 30-year-old Tyler Gibson... Lots of experience and lots of experience in this stadium at Michael A. Carroll Stadium as he played with the Indy 11 the last two years. Here come Indy forward. Maybe a chance for Indy on the break. It is Asante. Plays it to the far side in the box. That's where Hackshaw has it, but he can't do anything with it. Well defended. The Louisville City back line, although Hackshaw looked like he made a meal of it just standing over the ball for a bit too long, a couple of moments too long. But Louisville City sees off that dangerous moment. Now they try and come forward from the far side. Playing the ball in was Oscar Jimenez toward Wilson Harris, just past midfield. And now Louisville City coming down the left side. Mushigalusa outside of the box. A chance for Louisville City. He's into the penalty area at the end line on his left foot. Cuts it back to his right. Plays it across the face of goal. And it's knocked away. Somehow that stayed out. It's past the end line. And it was last touched by Louisville City. Not sure who had the touch in there. Might have been Ray Serrano inside the six-yard box, but they couldn't direct that effort on frame, and it goes wide after a great ball in from just outside of the six-yard box by Musha Galusa. It's behind for a goal kick to Indy six minutes into this second half. The score remains 1-1. <coughs> yeah, it was really tough to see who got on the end of that one because Musha Galusa does such a good job. I thought he was going to play the ball with his left foot, but he fakes the cross and cuts it back and is able to send in a really nice ball with his right foot. There was two Lucidity players there. Hard to see who got on the end of it, but I, I just don't think they were expecting the cross to come when it did, and so they overran it ever so slightly. But a really good attack and exactly what Lucity needs this half. And Louisville City with another attack coming forward after they had won a fifth-third free kick. On the end of the ball was Jorge Gonzalez in the Indy penalty area, but he was well offside by about four or five yards. And so the flag went up rightfully so against him, and it is an, it is an offside call against Louisville City for at least the seventh time tonight, and it results in a free kick to the Indy 11. Seven minutes gone in the second half. Louisville with the outstanding chance of the second half, but the score remains 1-1 at Carroll Stadium on campus of IUPUI in Indianapolis, and the goal kick taken by Tim Trilk of the Indy 11. In front of a decent crowd, it should be said, certainly not sold out by any stretch, but a few thousand there, I'd reckon maybe three or 4,000 
on hand in Indianapolis for this game. Trook's goal kick resulted in a whistle against the Indy 11 on the end of it. And so it is a fifth third free kick to Louisville City along their back line in their defensive half. Solaire takes it, plays it to Sharpie. Now back to Solaire. Actually, I beg your pardon. That uh, looks like maybe Corbin Bone. It was. Now it's Sharpie, the left center back. Sharpie, a long diagonal from left to right to the far sideline toward Ray Serrano. Knocked down by the Indy 11 and picked up by the boys in blue who are the hosts tonight. But they turn it over. Here's Jorge Gonzalez just outside of the box. On his right foot, cutting it into the middle of the field. Tried to play it forward. It's knocked away, deflected by Indy, past the near sideline. It's a throw to the Indy 11. I beg your pardon, a throw to Louisville City. They can keep the attack going. They take it quickly. It's Wilson Harris in the middle of the field. 15 I beg your pardon, 20 yards from goal. He tries to dribble through about three players. Can't do it. It's taken away by the Indy 11. And now Indy coming forward from right to left. It's Stefano Pino coming toward midfield. Defended on the far side by Ian Solaire, who had come forward for Louisville City to apply some pressure. And Solaire commits a foul. The referee calls him for the foul. And so it is a free kick to the Indy 11 here. It'll come from their inside left in their defensive half, just shy of midfield, nearly nine minutes into the second half. And I think Lou City, when they get into that final third at the top of the box, just a little bit too much dribbling and a little bit too slow in that part. There's times when they get the ball there they need to either move it quickly or just have a shot don't, don't be afraid to take a risk and have a shot on goal indy coming forward and this looks a little more promising for them on the far sideline they have it they play it in through to dambro dambro on the in line well defended by two louisville city players as they force the deflection on the cross from dambro solaire among the players down for louisville city it's out for an indy 11 throw on the far side their left in their attacking end, the Louisville City defensive end, in the defensive final third from a Louisville City perspective. And Hackshaw will take the throw, wearing the captain's armband tonight for the Indy 11. He will take it again from the far side, the Indy left, and he looks like for a long throw to send it into the Louisville area. Again, the score remains 1-1. Here comes that long throw toward the six-yard box. Knocked down, cleared away by Wilson Harris, I believe, of Louisville City, who kept it. Play. Actually, that was Jorge Gonzalez because Harris is on the end of the long ball. It was a great clearance because Harris brought it down. Wilson Harris trying to dribble along the back line. It's picked up by Ray Serrano. Chance here for Louisville City. Serrano in the middle. Through to Harris. Harris is in on goal. Arms go up, and so does the flag because Harris was a few yards offside. The shot was saved by the goalkeeper, Trilk, anyway. But it is a free kick after the offside flag to the Indy 11. you got to keep yourself onside there, Casey, if you're Wilson. Again, it comes down to they're making their own mistakes and they're hurting themselves here. Ray Serrano makes a good run in, and Wilson Harris tries to slow his run down, but it's really good awareness, though, from the Indy 11 back line to recognize that Wilson Harris has already made his run. He's trying to stop, and they don't drop with him. They hold that line, and they stay solid in their back line. But Lou City has to be a little bit better here. They have to limit the number of times that they're making the mistakes and turning it over at Indy 11. 40 minutes to go. In this game, the score even at one apiece. And again, that result, if this should remain this scoreline, Louisville City would take that certainly because that would clinch their playoff berth for the eighth consecutive season. They've made the playoffs every year of their existence. They've got a fifth-third free kick now after, I believe, an offside flag went up against the Indy 11. And Louisville City coming forward down their right side. Serrano trying to check it back into the middle toward Wilson Harris. The pass was intercepted. Indy coming forward. Asante with it in the center circle on the Louisville half. I beg your pardon, the Indy half. And a foul called against Louisville City's West Sharpie. And it is a World of Beer yellow card. So another booking from our referee tonight, Elvis Osmanovich. It goes to West Sharpie. 
of Louisville City. It's Sharpie's third yellow card of the season. And it is going to give Indy a free kick here. Might be a professional foul, you might call that, as he just tried to stop Asante from advancing forward there. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Asante's trying to make his run forward. West Sharpie just grabs him and holds him up. It's a professional foul. It's always going to be a yellow card, but it's a great opportunity to allow his team to be able to get back and get set in their defensive shape. Here comes Louisville City. This game's getting stretched out a bit. It's Musha Galusa just outside of the box on the left, dribbling in on his right foot. Goes for a goal, and it's over the bar. Musha Galusa has looked lively down the left side in the last couple of minutes. This time calls his own number, but couldn't keep it down. It would have been relatively comfortable, I think, to save for the goalkeeper, Trook, had he kept it on target, but it's over the bar in the end. It's out for a goal kick to the Indy 11, but Musha Galusa with tons of space down that left side to construct a chance for himself there, Casey. You know, I don't mind that look from him either because Lou City hasn't been able to have very many shots at all, and so to be able to at least have a go at it, hope for maybe a deflection, maybe for it to hit the post, for a missed save from Trilk there and be able to have your team get maybe a, a follow-up shot. I'm okay with that look from Musha Galusa because it's also going to force the defender to have to step out on him a little bit tighter, which could open up a seam for somebody else. Here comes Lucini again after the run of play following the goal kick. Gonzalez in the middle to the near side, Musha Galusa. Back to Gonzalez, top of the box of the Indy box. Back to Musha Galusa on his right foot, just tries to clip a ball through to Ray Serrano. Easily cut out there by Indy 11 as now they try and come forward. Juan Tejada dropping back deep to hold it up, and Tejada draws a foul committed by Ian Soler of Louisville City. But another chance there for Louisville coming forward. Maybe the wrong choice for Musha Galusa. What did you think about the way that played out? Well, at first, I, I don't think Jorge Gonzalez checked his shoulder. He had so much more time and space than what he expected when he got in that. He was just so set that he was going to play it right back. I think if Gonzalez opens his hips up, he could have a go at it. But Musha Galusa, just not the right contact on the ball. He does not get underneath it to be able to send it in. Here's another chance for Louisville City after a turnover. Wilson Harris dribbling forward has taken off of his feet. By Bone, back to Harris, top of the box. Drops it backward to a teammate, Gonzalez, and it's intercepted by the Indy 11. They can't just quite get on the same page there, Louisville City, but they've had success winning the ball at midfield and then coming forward with numbers. Harris and Gonzalez just not able to connect in that last attack. Yeah, that's a huge highlight for Lou City, though, in the second half. Their ability to transition quickly. They're picking the ball up off of turnovers from Indy 11 and being able to move up the forward very, very quickly. But it just comes down to decision-making in the final third. That's not strong enough. They're hesitating on whether to take a shot. They're not on the same page. They're dribbling too much. It just has to come down to you have to make a decision and you have to commit with it. Here comes Louisville City again on a promising-looking attack. Serrano, top of the box, on his right foot. It goes to a teammate, and the shot is well over the bar in the end for Louisville City. It was Serrano on the end of it, in fact as it was played to him by maybe Oscar uh, Oscar Jimenez, the right back, who got forward. It was the end of it, just at the top of the box, toward the right side, collected himself, had a touch to set it up, and then swung his right foot through it, but put it over the bar. It's out for a goal kick. But every couple of minutes in this second half, Casey, Louisville has had a chance coming forward. It's been a terrific opening 15 minutes for Louisville City, just not able to find the back of the net just yet. Definitely the way they would want to start as far as momentum and energy-wise. 
but it still comes down to the execution in the final third just not being there, and that was the problem against Miami. That was the problem really in the first half, not being able to execute in the final third. They got the ball there, but they couldn't do anything with it, and now that continues to be their problem here in the second half. They're creating solid chances. They're doing all the hard work of getting the ball there. Now they just have to do the fun part of putting it in the back of the net. It remains 1-1, 30 minutes to go in regulation, in the regulation 90 right now. Louisville City now up to six shots on the stat sheet. They've overtaken Indy in that category, but still just the one on target, the goal. Another chance, though, coming forward this time down the near side. The left is Amadou Dia, the left back, playing forward at the near side line, or at the, at the end line, I should say, on the near side, down by the corner flag, battling with the substitute that just came in, Alex McQueen. McQueen holding the ball at his feet with Amadou Dia at his back. Plays it out. It's a throw to Louisville City on the near side, the right in the attacking half. They take it quickly. It's Wilson Harris trying to thread it through for Corbin Bone, who was just making a run around him. But an offside flag goes up against Louisville City. Another promising situation there, Casey. Harris had the defender on his back at the in line. Bone made a little run around, tried to roll it behind to him. And... Ultimately, though, the flag went up as we now have a couple of substitutions for Louisville City and some some familiar names are coming into the game. Ray Serrano will come out, as will Oscar Jimenez for Louisville City. They are by Brian Ownby and Manny Perez for Louisville City. So Manny Perez will line up as a right back replacing Jimenez and Ownby will line up in the attack down the right side playing in support of Wilson Harris, replacing Ray Serrano. Both of those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global. And Casey with momentum on Louisville City's side, MHS Global above and beyond, I should say, with momentum on Louisville City's side, now they're bringing on two of their regular starters and certainly their most dangerous attacking player in Brian Ombi. What an ability for Danny Cruz to be able to have players like Ray Serrano and Oscar Jimenez start the match and put in an incredible 63 minutes, but then to be able to look at your bench and bring on Brian Ombi and Manny Perez, who you know are going to go out there and have an immediate impact and lift the level of this game. If I were Indy 11, I'd be a little bit scared because... Those two players are going to be critical in the attack for Lou City, and it could spark the energy that they need. Indy 11 with a chance here as the ball was dropping to Solomon Asante, who hit it on the half volley. Got good power on it, but really was not much of a challenge for Kyle Morton as he made a save going his right. Just a ball that was getting knocked around the Louisville City penalty area. Finally, it fell to Asante about 20 yards from the field, and he had a hit. And it was a good look. Indy 11 trying to get any sort of attack that they can because really this second half has been all loose city. They've been pushing forward. They've been the most aggressive team in this second half. And I think Indy 11 just looking for any sort of breath that they can get. Here they come. Louisville City aggressive again. Here's the ball into the box. Headed on its way toward goal by Gonzalez. But it's saved by the goalkeeper, Trilk. Gonzalez just at the top of the penalty area. Got a glancing header to that ball that was whipped in from the far side, the right. Couldn't generate too much power on it, and it bounces into the gloves of Trilk. But another chance for Louisville City, and another good one. Well, and he's one in the first half. I don't think we said his name enough. He's a player that is extremely creative, both on and off the ball. And I don't think Lou said he was able to utilize him to his full potential in the full, the first half. So I'm excited to see him trying to get on the ball a little bit more, a little bit more movement off the ball, pushing higher up the field. The more that he can get involved, the more creative our attacks are going to be. To be have had a great first half, but we wouldn't have known it. You know what I mean? That is true. 64 is minutes true. gone by. 1-1 Louisville City against the Indy 11. 
Goals from Ray Serrano eight minutes into the game, and then Stefano Pino for Indy 20 minutes later to tie it up. The second half, though, has been very much in favor of Louisville City as we continue on with 26 minutes to go. Into the attacking half is Louisville City. Manny Perez, who just checked in right back. He's into the attacking half on the far sideline. Backward to Tyler Gibson, now Corbin Bone in the middle. To the far side, Brian Ownby. On the overlap is Manny Perez. Ownby leaves it with Perez. They're combining just outside of the box here. Keeping it in for Louisville City is, I believe, Bone. And ultimately, it is a ball that is just drug past the end line. The flag may have gone up, I believe, against Louisville City. And in fact, it it didn't, I don't think. It's going to be a goal kick here to the Indy 11. Just a poor ball on the end of that Well, I don't think it did because the Lou City players stopped their run. Yeah. If he would have continued his run, then the ref would have raised his flag and called offsides. But I think it was Wilson Harris recognized that he was offside, and so he halted his run. It was the right ball played through by Corbin Bone. Just, again, that timing aspect just not on the same page. After that goal kick to the Indy 11, the ball remaining in the Indy half as Louisville tries to press forward and win the ball back. 25 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in a 1-1 game. Now Indy breaking forward. It is McQueen, the right back who just checked into the game. A ball into the box cleared away by Louisville City. A turn in the midfield, a spin in the midfield by Jorge Gonzalez, and Louisville City will now come forward in the attack. It's back into the midfield to Tyler Gibson. In the Louisville half, about 25 yards from midfield, but under no pressure. He has time and space to pick up his head and look around. Plays to the right center back, Solaire, to the far side, Perez. Back to Solaire. Solaire, a ball over the top looking for Ownby, who is making a run down the far sideline. Cut out easily there by Robbie Dambro. And it's now Louisville City possession as Dambro gives it away. Ownby on the far side, the right, just outside of the box. Cuts it backward onto his left foot into the middle to Gibson. Now Bone working from right to left. He plays it to the near side. Amadou Dia. Dia tries to play a ball in. Blocked by Tejada. Dia in the middle of the field is Bone. 30 yards from goal. Corbin Bone on the right foot. Backward to Solaire. Coming forward from his center back position. Forward to Jorge Gonzalez. And a heavy touch from Gonzalez. Actually, that was Bone. He couldn't control it. He gives it away. Here come the Indy 11. Into the attacking half with Tejada. He's teammate Aguilar to his right. Aguilar just outside of the box on the near sideline on the right side for Indy 11. Back to McQueen, the right back who's forward. McQueen trying to run in. Plays it on the ground to Tejada on the end line. Juan Tejada does really well. Gets past the defender into the box. Tejada across comes through. It's deflected and cleared away from the penalty spot by Brian Ombi of Louisville City. A good patient attack, though, from Indy 11. Tejada, good recognition on the ball. He's making the run forward, but he recognizes he doesn't have the numbers, so he's very his attack, but very nicely defended from Lou City. There's definitely a goal in this game for someone. The question is, who will it be? As a foul called against the Indy 11, Brian Ombi was making the run forward for Louisville City. He was drugged down from behind, and so this sets up a fifth-third free kick to the boys in purple playing on the road tonight at Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. 67 and a half minutes on the clock, and the foul results in a World of Beer yellow card here to Hackshaw of the Indy 11. So a world of beer card to Hackshaw of Indy and a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the attacking half on the inside right. They take it now. They're playing it along the back on the ground. It's the left center back, Sharpie. He's 
35 yards from goal. A long ball from his right foot toward Omi, making a run into the box. Cut out there by an Indy 11 defender. I believe Dambro, the right back. He plays a clearance toward midfield. Picked up by Aguilar at the center circle. Aguilar, a ball through for Indy 11 toward the Louisville penalty area. The runner was in, but Manny Perez comes behind, from behind him, to beat him to the ball. And Perez cuts out that play. Now Perez playing it forward. Brian Ombi. Ombi on the ball. Ombi about a 30-yard run with the ball at his feet. Knocked over from behind. No foul called, much to the dismay of many of the fans here at World of Beer at the Loose City Watch Party. Now Indy coming the other way. Yeah, I think I have to agree with the fans. I think that was a foul. Brian Ombi, I love how he picks the ball up, and he just attacks on the dribble. He's able to beat two or three lines of Indy 11 players just on the dribble, and when he cuts inside, that's when he gets taken out from behind. But I guess the ref thought that the player got all ball. It was hard to see, but I think there was a little bit of an argument for a foul there. This game, though, Casey, with 21 minutes to go and a 1-1 score, is completely wide open right now as Indy has a chance, Tejada, a ball into the box, toward Asante, who is making a run forward, cleared away by Louisville City, and now Louisville will build from the back. But this game is completely wide open right now. There's really chances for both sides coming forward if they can just combine on their passes. I completely agree. I do think that Louisville City has seen the better chances, but Indy 11 is at home. They're playing in front of their fans, and so it doesn't matter if their chances have been extremely solid or not. They've been creating them, and so that means that they are likely to be able to score. So I really think that either team ability to put one in the back of the net. It's just going to be a matter of who is able to be sharper in the box, be a little bit more aggressive in the final third to put it away. Both teams looking pretty tired at this point. It's kind of ragged out there as Amadou Dia puts a ball into the box from Louisville's perspective. Cut out by Louisville, I beg your pardon, by the Indy 11. Sent back toward midfield to Hada there. I beg your pardon, that's Aguilar. Jesus Aguilar trying to hold it up for, and that's Raul Aguilar, if I can get my names correct. Trying to hold it up for the Indy 11. It's out of play, and we're going to have a couple of substitutions here uh, after the ball goes out. With 20 minutes to go, our first substitution for the Indy 11, Wilfredo Rivera, an, an academy product, comes into the game to replace Aguilar, the player we just mentioned. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. And Louisville City with a substitution as well, Casey, that I didn't catch. Did you manage to catch it? Yes, I did. It was Napo Matsoso coming on for Corbin Bone in the middle of the field. So bringing on a little bit defensive-minded player there to really solidify this tie right now. But Napo Matsoso does also have the ability to get forward. He's also used to playing out on the wings, so he's going to be one that's going to be moving a lot off the ball. Both of those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global. Maybe Louisville. Chance to go in front as Musha Galusa was dribbling into the penalty area on the end line, but his cross is cut out into the corner and then cleared away by Louisville City. 20 minutes to go, 19 in fact, minutes to go plus stoppage time in a 1-1 game, but a goal certainly coming for one side or the other. It looks more likely to be Louisville City. At the top of the box is Brian Ombi. He plays it to the far sideline to a teammate coming forward. I believe Manny Perez just outside of the box. Perez turns backward away from goal after a defender came over and it's backed into the center circle now with a member of the back line for Louisville City. Now Sharpie on the near sideline. Sharpie charging forward. Plays it infield to Musha Galusa. About 30 yards from goal. Musha Galusa now to Tyler Gibson. Actually, that's Jorge Gonzalez. Now it's Gibson. Gibson in the middle. A ball in the air down the near sideline. Amadou Dia the left back just outside of the box. A driven ball to the near post, and it's behind. The run was from Matt Soso. Matt Soso had the touch. It's going to be a goal kick to the Indy 11, but had Matt Soso just been able to direct it on goal, it would have been a...
for sure. Love the ball in from Amadou Dia, that low-driven ball. Matt Soso, it's such a tough finish because he's making a really hard run towards the near post, and when you play that type of driven ball, it's just going to take some sort of deflection. So Matt Soso is going to have to, as he's sprinting forward, open up his hips to face the goal. So when it deflects off of him, it goes into the back of the net. It's a very, very difficult finish to be able to do, but I love the low-driven ball in from Amadou Dia. And I love Matt Soso right after he ran over, grabbed the ball, and set up for the the goal kick that shows that loose city's mindset is we are going to score we are going to win this game 17 and a half minutes to go the score remains at one apiece between louisville city and the indy 11 and of course the big point that we've mentioned numerous times that it bears repeating if louisville city were to get a result tonight a point or a win they would clinch their playoff berth in this season's usl championship playoffs and again, they would also win the season series against their bitter rivals from up I-65 in the Indy 11 in this LIPAFC rivalry series. Ball goes out of play past the near sideline. It's going to be a throw to the Indy 11 in their defensive half just outside of their penalty area on the near side, their right. And Casey, we've mentioned it a few times now, but it also bears repeating. Of the two teams, Louisville City certainly looks like the most likely to score here. They have had all of the chances really over the last 15, 20 minutes. But the game does appear to be pretty wide open. Both teams looking pretty tired to me. There's kind of a walking pace except for the players that are on the ball. But certainly that's an opportunity to to grab the the game. Both teams played just recently. And so it's a quick turnaround for both teams. And that is tough to do to only have a couple days to recover when these players are putting in so many minutes. And so, yes, I agree. It is a very open game. I do think Lucity has the better opportunity to go forward. But Indy 11 is doing a good job of slowing the game down when they do get it to allow their team to build out of the back. Louisville with a chance there. A shot that was well in distance from Manny Perez. Was not particularly high above the ground. It bounces into the chest of the goalkeeper. Only had laid it off for him after a ball was played in across from Amadou Dia. Perez with the chance, the hit from distance from 20 yards, and another shot on target for Louisville City. And we saw Perez actually a debut as an outside mid last match, and so him getting involved in the attack is going to bring another attacking mindset a defender into this match, which is what Louisville City needs as they're trying to push more numbers forward, trying to commit more numbers into the attack. Flag goes up against Louisville City here against Brian Ownby, of all people, who checked into the game about 15 minutes ago, and as... The announcers on the broadcast that we're watching here at World of Beer have just said, or it gives me the opportunity and reminds me to tell you about tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. You can vote for that player, the man of the match, in a poll, which will be available for the next 10 minutes or so, and you can vote by visiting twitter.com slash FC. It's a 1-1 game with 15 minutes to go. Something tells me the man of the match has not yet been decided, Casey. Someone's going to grab this game and score a goal, I think. It feels that way. It definitely feels that way, but the players that you have for man of the match this evening are Ray Serrano, Amadou Dia, and Dallaire. I think any of them have had a great match, but my my vote's going to Amadou Dia for this match because... Not I, I, Ray Serrano had an incredible game, don't get me wrong, he had a great goal, but I think Amadou Dia has just made a massive impact in this game. Not he have the, exi- uh, the assist, but he has been continuously getting involved in the attack. He's been 
doing his job on defense, recovering back. And so I think Amadou Dia has my vote for this evening. Yeah, take nothing away, away from Ray Serrano. Absolutely not. Who scored the goal, but it was a terrific ball in from tr- Amadou Dia. Yes. And the other services that he's yeah. had throughout the match, too, I think really play into my vote for him as man of the match. 14 minutes to go. Plenty of time for you to vote in that poll and plenty of time for one team to find the goal, one or the other here. As Indy has a chance now, a ball into the box on a long throw from Hackshaw. Tejada is on the end of it. Tejada goes down, and the referee has given a penalty here. Oh, my goodness. Tejada draws the foul for the Indy 11. He went over after a push in the back. It was a long throw. Let's back it all the way up. A long throw on the near side, the right for Hackshaw. He played it into the box from the throw into the six-yard box. Tejada was in there with a defender on his back. It was really a loose ball from my perspective, but Tejada went to the ground, and the referee, Elvis Osmanovic, has awarded a penalty here to the Indy 11, so they have the opportunity to go in front 2-1 to one with 13 minutes to go. I agree with this call, unfortunately, but it was a very unfortunate foul because it looked like Westby fell. Ian Soler tripped over West Sharpie, which then pushed and caused the foul, but... Indy 11 getting a golden opportunity here to go ahead in a game where I don't know if they deserve to be ahead. Yeah, they've been second best for 20 minutes at least, really for the entire second half. It's Stefano Pino, the player who scored in the first half to tie the game. He now has the opportunity to put his team in front. Pino's penalty against Kyle Morton. Here's his approach, the left-footed player. Pino puts it in the back of the net. To Kyle Morton's right. Morton dove correctly. But it was a terrific penalty, a sensational penalty, perfectly placed in the bottom corner. Morton, nothing he could do. And Indy, the Indy 11, really playing as the second-best team in the second half, now have a 2-1 to lead over Louisville City FC with 12 minutes to go at Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. I mean, it doesn't get any more perfect than this penalty kick right here. He just slots it in to Kyle Morton's right. Like you said, Morton even dove correctly, but Pina did such a good job of tucking it right inside that post. I'm pretty sure it brushed the post as it went into that side netting. It was a perfectly taken penalty kick, and like you said, nothing Kyle Morton could do. But now Lou City has set themselves up in a little bit of a whole situation, and... Like I've been talking about all game, the execution just hasn't been there. So they're going to have to figure out a way to sharpen it up in the final third in these final 12-plus minutes to get back into this one to get level. Again, yeah, as Casey said, 78-30 and counting upward on the clock. 11 and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time. And Louisville City now looking at a deficit despite having all of the chances in the second half at the Indy 11. It's 2-1 to one in favor of the hosts, but a point would do it tonight for Louisville City. Remember, all they have to do is score a goal to tie the game, and they would win. They would earn a berth in the playoffs. A chance for Louisville as Mantis scoops a ball into the six-yard box, headed away by the Indy 11. The second ball picked up by Amadou Dia. Outside of the box is Musha Galusa. Through to Jorge Gonzalez, who made a run. Hackshaw slides over to clear it away for the Indy 11, and Louisville City surely for the final 10 minutes plus stoppage time will continue to slam on the door and try and find this equalizing goal as we now have a substitution for the Indy 11. 
We'll get to that after you make your point here, Casey. Well, I'll say this substitution is going to give me a time to give us our Toyota move of the match, which is the goal for Loose City when Amadou Dia has the ball on the left side. He tries to play a combination pass with his teammate, but he actually ends up playing it with an Indy 11 player, receives the ball back out wide, and sends in a beautiful cross. And it's the movement off the ball by Ray Serrano that makes it the Toyota move of the match. Toyota, let's go places. A foul against Louisville City after a corner kick that was taken here. Gives Indy 11 in their defensive penalty area. That substitution for the Indy 11. A youngster, Rodney Michael, a Sierra Leone native who joined the team midseason. In fact, he joined the team right before these two teams last played back in April from Tormenta FC in Georgia in the USL League One. Comes on in place of Juan Tejada, the player that drew the penalty for Indy 11. So Rodney Michael on Monte Hot off that substitution for Indy brought to you by MHS Global. It comes with 10 minutes to go plus stoppage time. And Indy, shockingly, really it can be said, in front 2-1 to one over Louisville City FC. Indy looking for their second consecutive win after going down, uh, or at least having a non-winning game for 12 consecutive games. It was a winless streak of 12. They won last week and then now are winning today. And Louisville City looking at defeat for the second consecutive game. And that would be their second loss in the last 12 games because they were 10 games unbeaten heading into that loss at Miami over the weekend. Things are shifting in the opposite direction of the way we thought they would be heading into this week, Casey. A hundred percent. And I think Lou City has to figure this little spell out because we are approaching the end of the season, which means we're approaching playoff time. And that means that every single team is beginning to play their best soccer. So Lou City has to figure out how they're going to overcome these obstacles that they've been facing and continue on that path of success that they've had all season. Just under nine minutes to go, just under nine minutes for Louisville City to save themselves, just under nine minutes for Louisville City to punch their ticket to the playoffs. Indy coming forward in the Louisville penalty area on a long ball through, and it is a foul against the Indy 11. It is Robert Dembro, the left back, who was charging forward against Ian Solaire, who was doing the defending. Dambro the foul, a fifth third free kick to Louisville City, which they take quickly. They're trying to work back here with just over eight minutes to go. Down a goal. A ball to the near sideline in the attack. Amadou Dia keeps it in play on the bounce. Plays it backward to Sharpie. Sharpie into the middle to Tyler Gibson, who's circling around past the midfield stripe. It's out for a Louisville throw. Gibson up and taking it immediately, and not on the same page with Jorge Gonzalez, who is the intended target. It bounces past Gonzalez and all the way past the end line for a goal kick to the Indy 11. You have to like what Tyler Gibson did there, taking it quickly. But if you're Jorge Gonzalez, you have to stay alert because your team's down a goal. you got to conjure something here late in the game. I was going to say, I love trying to play quickly, trying to continue to push forward, catch Indy 11 off guard. But it just comes down to every single player being on the same page, being on that quick play, that quick movement that you're trying to do. And I feel like this whole game, there's been one or two times that they just haven't been on the same page, and that's been what's cost them massive moments in this match. The goal kick sent long from Indy 11. It's one in the midfield by Napo Matsoso, who checked into the game a few minutes ago for Louisville City, and now the boys in purple can come forward once again, building the attack from the back. Seven minutes to go exactly, plus stoppage time in this game. They trail it 2-1 to to the Indy 11. A ball through from the middle of the field toward Jorge Gonzalez, who is playing at the top of the formation. It's cut out there by Indy 11. Louisville wins the second ball, and a foul, you heard the whistle, goes against the Indy 
Tyler Gibson goes down in the midfield. It's a fifth third free kick. Gibson takes it on the ground to the near side to Sharpie. Sharpie down the near sideline. Dia. Dia just outside of the box. Ball on the ground to the near post. Stint sent away by Indy 11. Picked up on the second ball by West Sharpie for Louisville. Playing well forward. Sharpie backward to Gibson. Gibson into the center circle. Ian Solaire. They're moving from left to right now from the Louisville City perspective. On the far side, the right, it is... Now in the middle, Musha Galusa, actually, it's Matt Soso charging forward, knocked away from his feet, picked up by Gibson, still with Louisville City, still in the attacking half. Gonzalez in the middle of the field, near sideline. Dia, Dia's cross deflected on its way through, picked up by Hackshaw. He clears it away. Forward to Pino, the player that scored both goals tonight. Pino just trying to hold it up and take up some time. No one comes to challenge him, but now Pino gives it away. A chance for Louisville coming forward. Musha Galusa fouled from behind, about 30 yards from goal. It's a foul. A fifth third free kick to Louisville, striking distance, and a world of beer yellow card to Justin Ingram of the Indy 11. But it is a very promising situation for this fifth third free kick. It's going to come from the inside left for Louisville City, about 25 yards from goal, certainly within range for someone to put it on frame, Casey. I think we're going to see Wilson Harris on the end of this one. We've seen him score from this distance earlier on in the season, but I love this run from Mushigalusa. He picks the ball up in and he tacks on the dribble. Ingram, all he could do on that play was foul him because Mushigalusa was gone and running right at that last defender on the back line with supporting players around him. But I imagine we're going to see either Wilson Harris or Amadou Wilson Harris for a shot on this one, or Amadou Dia sending a ball in on this one. And Danny Cruz is going to make one more substitution here. Five minutes to go, trailing 2-1, to one, our Louisville City. It's going to be Paolo Del Piccolo to come into the game off the bench, and he replaces Ian Solaire. So an attacking switch. They take off a defender, bring on a midfielder who will likely play well forward here, we would imagine. And it's going to be Amadou Dia to take this free kick. It's not lining up like he's going to take it on frame, though it's certainly within range. He's going to try and whip in a ball with his left foot to an attacker who's making the run. Here it comes to the far post and really poorly taken. It's headed away by Indy 11. Stays with Louisville. Matt Soso, a ball from the far side the right, headed towards goal and well off target. It's behind for a goal kick to the Indy 11. What did you make of that free kick situation, that set piece, Casey? It was Dia to whip in a ball across the face of goal with his left foot. Did he miss hit it? What did you see there? Well, I think Dia has had a great game and his services have been on point this match, but I don't agree with that decision there. I think it should have been Wilson Harris having a go on frame. I don't think Dia hit the ball correctly. He pulled it too far back. He needed to push it a little bit closer in between that six-yard box and the penalty kick spot to give his teammates a chance to run on of it, onto it and get on the end of it instead of staying still where they were. But I would have liked to see a shot on target there. Because even if it's not... Even if it doesn't go in, you, you get, get a rebound, yeah, you get a something rebound, happens. A corner kick from it. I yeah. think that you have more chances of an opportunity, especially when Wilson Harris has scored from that distance. There's still time for Louisville City, though. 86 and a half minutes gone by, counting up toward nine. Much time to come. They trail it 2-1 to one to the Indy 11. A second-half penalty for Stefano Pino drawn by Juan Tejada is the difference to this point. And if this result holds, Louisville City will not quite clinch their playoff berth just yet this evening because of this result, if it holds. Again, three minutes to go. Louisville City working out of the back here. Morton with a touch forward to Sharpie. Sharpie now to Dia. Dia, a long ball over the top toward Brian Ombi. Ombi brings it down in the box. Ombi in the penalty area. Lays it back for Paolo Del Piccolo. He had the hit with his less preferred right foot. And it's an easy save in the end, ultimately, really, for Tim Trilk. 
that just unlucky for Louisville City and fell on Paolo's right. He's a left-footed player, and he couldn't quite get enough power on that shot with his right foot. Really good, though, from Brian Omi to hold up this ball and to wait for Paulo Del Piccolo. He plays the right ball back. Paulo Del Piccolo just does not make the right contact on it. I think he should have driven through a little bit more on the ball to see if he gets some power behind it to get it on frame. But a solid chance there for Lou City. Lou City's had all the chances in this game. It's been an eventful one, an entertaining one, but right now it favors the Indy 11. Two minutes and change to go plus stoppage time, and Indy with the ball on the right side of the Louisville City box. Asante brings it down, but then finally after a heavy touch from Asante, it's picked up by Amadou Dia. Dia nearly gives it away as Louisville trying to come forward. A long ball to the far sideline. Manny Perez keeps it in play for Louisville City. Still in the defensive half as they try and come forward. Perez across midfield now. Still Manny Perez. He continues his dribble. Gets past two players. Manny Perez on the far sideline. Perez just outside of the box now. He's had about a 50-yard run with the ball at his feet. He plays it backward to Matsoso to Gibson in the middle. Backward to Sharpie. Back to Matsoso on the far side. Into the middle. Harris who's dropping back. Harris under a challenge from a player for Indy. And Indy takes it away. Two on two break here. It's Stefano Pino coming forward for the Indy 11. Will he go for a goal? Will he go for the corner? He holds it up. Plays it backward to a teammate. This is uh, the youngster that just came in. Gregory. He plays it into goal. And it's a save there by Kyle Morton. Uh, Rodney Michael, I should say, that had the shot. Indy tried to go for the kill there. Morton with the save. Well, and I appreciate the going for goal there, but I think Rodney Michael needed to pull the ball back off and see if they could eat a little bit more time off the clock. Like I said, I'm all about going and scoring more goals, but you have to make sure that you're playing smart here, especially when you haven't seen much of the ball in the second half and Lou City is pushing all numbers forward to get a goal. You have to keep with the ball when you can. One minute to go in the 90. Louisville City in the attack. A cross in from the left side for Mushigalusa. Harris goes up for the bicycle kick. He couldn't connect on it. Knocked away and cleared away by the Indy 11 with their youngster Wilfredo Rivera with the clearance. It goes all the way into the feet of Kyle Morton as Louisville continues to ramp up the pressure. Trying to come from behind. It's 2-1 in favor of Indy. And Louisville with needing a clench their playoff berth tonight with plenty of time to go it should be said. Amadou Dia coming down the near sideline. He's taken down a foul against the Indy 11 and another fifth third free kick for Louisville City in the attacking end just outside of the penalty area maybe probably 35 yards from goal and it's on the inside left for Louisville City probably 8 or 10 yards in from the near sideline this will not set up for a chance on target but it will be for the box Now this is where I think Amadou Dia needs to step in and I think Lucid needs to commit as many numbers forward as they possibly can. This ball has to be closer to the top of the six-yard box, but it is a six-yard box in the PK spot, so that way it gives his players a chance to run onto it and get on the end of it. But it has to be placed to where your teammates have to do is just make contact with the ball to be able to have a nice go on frame. So we got a substitution here, and thanks to the Indy 11 communications team, because a player that was listed as injured is coming into the game. It is Ayose. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. Here comes the fifth third free kicks to the far post from Amadou Dia. Caught by the goalkeeper, Trilk, off of his line, just outside of the six-yard box. Dia trying to loft the ball to the back post to about five or six white shirts who are making a run there, and he couldn't do it. Indy comes up with the ball from the goalkeeper. As we have moved, by the way, into stoppage time, we've played about 50 seconds of that stoppage time. It is a minimum of three minutes in this game, and that stoppage time is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Two minutes remaining in stoppage time. 
And it's going to be a goal kick after a foul was called, ultimately in the end after that free kick for Louisville City. A foul called against Louisville City, so a free kick here to the Indy 11. Goalkeeper Trilk takes it. He sends it past midfield. Two teams battling for possession. Louisville needing the ball, and they come up with it here. That's so-so. A long ball over the top to Ombi. Ombi gets onto it in the box. Ombi, a shot on frame, and it's just wide of the goal, across the face and behind for a goal kick. That may be the chance that Louisville City needed to tie this game. Again, Indy in front, 2-1. to one. And it was a really good run from Brian Ombi. It's a tough angle for him, so it's going to be hard for him to be able to see how to get that on frame, but I think Brian Ombi makes the most of it in that situation. And you got to imagine that the chances are becoming more limited for Lou City. About a minute to go in stoppage time. A minimum of three. They've played two. After that chance for Ombi, probably the chance for Louisville City. It's out for a goal kick. That goal kick taken toward midfield. Sent wide and out of play. It's an Indy throw, and Indy certainly... Happy to take their time here and waste some time here. Again, looking for their second consecutive victory for the first time in about three months. They went on a 12-game winless run, but now they're looking at defeating not just the first-place team in the league, but also the second-place team in the league. What a stretch this would be for the Indy 11 if they can pull this off. Louisville trying to conjure something out of nothing. Ownby forward with pressure. It's back into the goalkeeper, Trilk. He plays it out. Past the near sideline, it's a throw to Louisville City. Ten seconds remaining in the minimum of three. This surely the last chance of the game. Amadou Dia, the left back, forward to take it for Louisville City. Take the throw. He's going to send it long into the box. Here's his approach. The throw from Dia into the six-yard box. Morton was up for it. He had a chance. It's cleared away by the Indy 11. They clear it long, looking for the open net that Morton was out of. And it's going to not make it even close to the penalty area of Louisville City. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side. They're right in their defensive half. 20 seconds past the minimum of three minutes in stoppage time. Is there one more chance to go? Sharpie plays it long toward the Indy box, headed backward by an Indy player, cleared away by Indy toward midfield, picked up by Louisville there once again. They'll play it back forward. Anything will do right now for Louisville City. It's Ownby at the top of the box. It's still uh, Del Piccolo. Big burn. Wilson Harris at the top of the box. His shot's blocked. He spins on a defender. Del Piccolo up there with a chance. Still with Louisville. Still outside of the box. Surely the last chance. Here's the ball whipped into the six-yard box. Headed towards goal, and it's wide. It's wide in the end, and Louisville City now likely, surely will go in down in defeat, and it is the final act of the game. The referee blows his whistle. That header that just went wide of the Indy goal will end it, and Louisville City goes down in defeat for the second consecutive game. This time to the Indy 11 by a final score of 2-1. to one. Mark Lowry, the head coach for Indy, pumping his fists in front of the stand on the near sideline. A big, big win for the hosts, their second consecutive win. But what a loss for Louisville City. They, their postseason berth will have to wait at least for another game. They go down in defeat for the second consecutive night, Casey. Really a heartbreaking game if you're a loose City fan to come off a loss against Miami where... You couldn't convert on your chances. You were down for 86 minutes of the match and just couldn't figure out a way to put the ball in the back of the net and then to come out against your rival and to go up on them, have a mistake that led to a goal, and then again, not being able to convert on your opportunities. 
it's just got to be disheartening and a little bit upsetting, and they've got to move on from it because they play Saturday. Certainly a difficult loss to swallow for Louisville City, but what a win it is for the Indy 11 for them. We'll talk all about it. Lots to digest, lots of repercussions from this game, and what was a thoroughly entertaining game in the end, particularly in the second half. A lot happened, a lot of drama. It finishes in the 11-2. Louisville City won. The boys in purple go down with a loss for the second straight game. More to come. The post-game show to come. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football. He loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org slash imagine. That's the power of you. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Highlander, like the electrified Highlander Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, you can save $3,000 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on any new 22 Highlander. With approved credit through TFS, get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. From June 8th through August 20th, the Indy 11 did not win a single game. And from June 6th through August 20th, Louisville City did not lose a single game. In fact, they won nine of their ten games that they played in that stretch. But all of a sudden, that narrative and that trend has completely turned on its head for both teams. The Indy 11 suddenly, within the space of about four days, have wins over the two best teams in the entire USL championship. They defeated San Antonio who sits in first place in the entire league, one to nothing on Saturday. And then tonight, Louisville City FC, who sits in second place in the entire league, first place in the Eastern Conference. Indy comes up with a shocking win 
over them by a final score of 2-1. to one. And that is, of course, our game tonight, the LIPAFC rivalry. Louisville City goes down with a loss to their rivals in Indianapolis by a final of 2-1. to one. They lose the season series to Indianapolis uh, Indy 11 tonight. They do not yet quite earn their playoff berth. A point would have done it. They didn't get that point. And now they have lost their second consecutive game. Because, again, after that 10-game unbeaten run, which they won 9 of 10, Louisville City goes down 1-0 to, to Miami over the weekend and now lose 2-1 to one to Indy 11. And with all of that, we'll welcome you into tonight's post-game wrap-up, which is brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, which reminds you to always play it safe behind the wheel, buckle up, and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. The 2-1 to one final score was presented by the Gorski Law Office, an official partner of Louisville City FC. Casey Wood, alongside me, I'm Jeff Milby. Casey, if you talked about this game a week ago, this result doesn't make any sense at all all but somehow it finished two to one in favor of indy somehow louisville lost for the second consecutive game yeah if you would have asked me last wednesday what i thought this match i would have said it's obviously going to be a very competitive game but i think i see loose city coming out on top I'm sure if you would have asked anybody they would have had the exact same response it's just very frustrating to be able to go on the road twice now and lose especially the way that Lou City has been playing all season. They've been so sharp. They've been so good all season. And then to go over these two bumps and not being able to get out of their own heads and be able to come back from going down, it's, it's, it's hard. It's tough. And I think they're going to have a lot of questions coming up in the next two days because then they've got to play again on Saturday so they don't have a whole lot of time to figure out the answers and so it's going to be a big test for the players and a big test for Danny Cruz too on how he's going to manage this team after two losses to then have to turn around and play again on Saturday to be able to regroup his team get them back together get the mentality right and come out Saturday night and get a win at home a very eventful game tonight we'll give you the full summary of how it happened after this break that we owe you here on ESPN Louisville. Again, the final score presented by the Gorski Law Office tonight. It falls in favor of the Indy 11 by a final of 2-1. to one. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer and the Kentucky Office of Highway postgame wrap-up here on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota truck like the new Toyota Tundra. Designed, engineered, and built in the USA, the new Tundra Hybrid delivers 437 horsepower and can go up to 700 miles on a tank of gas. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get a rugged new 22 Tacoma with low 1.9 APR financing. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD Pro. Get details at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudiest, loudest fans anywhere. 
And when we're done... <clears throat> And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology compassionate care plus no appointment necessary it all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by so don't put your health on hold that's the power of you visit uoflhealth.org welcome back it is the kentucky office of highway safety post-game wrap here on ESPN Louisville. It is a a sad postgame rat from a Louisville City perspective as they lose tonight 2-1 to one to the Indy 11. It was a very eventful game, and Louisville City, for large stretches of it, were the better team, particularly in the first eight minutes because they went ahead a goal, one to nothing, courtesy of Ray Serrano within the opening eight minutes. Serrano scoring on a header on a terrific ball played into him by Amadou Dia. And Louisville City was ahead one to nothing, but 20 minutes later, almost exactly, Stefano Pino scored on a mistake by Wes Sharpie and the backline of Louisville City FC, as well as the goalkeeper Kyle Morton, because Sharpie was trying to play a ball back to Morton off of his head, couldn't get enough power on it. Pino runs around Sharpie into the in-between space and touches the ball around Morton for the goal, so that tied it at one. We took that score into halftime. And after the half, really for, I'm going to say the entire half, to my view. I agree. Indy had a couple of chances, a couple of half chances. They certainly had the ball in some dangerous positions, but didn't generate very many scoring chances. But for the entire second half, more or less, Louisville City dominated chance after chance after chance, coming forward continually over and over and over and over again. Couldn't find the back of the net. Couldn't generate a a real terrific chance on target. And then in the 78th minute, Juan Tejada on a long throw. Not to take anything away from that. It's part of the game. But you're not losing from the run of play. You're losing from a long throw because Hackshaw throws it into the box. Tejada draws the foul, draws a penalty. Stefano Pino, it should be said, give him a ton of credit. It was an expert penalty. Kyle Morton tucked it just inside of the post into that bottom corner. And that puts Indy up 2-1 to one with 12 minutes to go. And Louisville City, despite having the ball really for the remaining period of the game, can't come up with a goal. They've had, they had their chances. They had their chances goal as well. But they can't find one. And they fall 2-1 to one to the Indy 11 in this rivalry game tonight. Um, you touched on it in our first segment, and you've touched on it all season. Louisville City continually can get chances over and over and over and over and over again. But... They can't put them away with the frequency that you want to see. Well, and, and it, I always feel so bad saying this because we are one of the teams with the most goals in the U.S. So I, I sound crazy when I say this because I don't think we're scoring enough. I don't think that we are sharp enough in the final third. I don't think that we're capitalizing on the opportunities that we create in the run of play enough to be able to feel comfortable. I think each game it's always like, ooh, I don't know if we're going to be able to put this one away because we need a set piece, we need this, we need a penalty kick. That's how we've scored a lot of our chances. 
we have to figure out a way to be able to do better on scoring during the run of play. And I don't know what that's going to take. If it's going to be they need to have a stronger focus on that during training, if it's going to take players' mindsets changing ever so slightly or what, but I think moving forward that has to be the number one goal, the number one target is putting away the chances in the run of play. There were also a ton of yellow cards in this game, as you might expect given the rivalry. Four of them shown to the hosts in the 11, three of them shown to Louisville City FC, all of those yellow cards, of course, brought to you by World of Beer, which is where we're bringing you this game tonight and the post-game wrap-up. World of Beer hosting the Louisville City FC official watch party this evening. It was a great crowd on hand. Many of them have cleared out. But what a fun evening. What a fun event. And it won't be the last time they host one here as well. More to come. A final segment on this Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game wrap. We will look ahead for Louisville City. It's not going to get any easier. That's the hard thing to say about Louisville City's stretch of games. They will continue to play a heck, a heavy schedule, and they will continue to play on the road over the next couple of weeks as well. We'll tell you about what's to come following these two losses, including the one tonight, 2-1. to one, The final goes in favor of the Indy 11 over Louisville City FC. It's the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap here on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Welcome back. Our final segment of tonight's postgame wrap-up following for Louisville City FC to the Indy 11 and the LIPAFC rivalry tonight. They ultimately lose the season series to the Indy 11. It was a 1-1 tie between the two teams back on March 26th, the fourth game of the season for Louisville. 
and then they lose tonight. The unless they for somehow. Uh, some reason are going to make the meet in the playoffs, which right now looks unlikely given Indy's position. But you never know the way they've played the last two weeks. They might go on a little run. But unless that happens, that will end the season series between those two rivals in favor of the Indy 11. More to come for Louisville City. It's not going to get much easier. They're going to play the Sacramento Republic on Saturday. That, in fact, might be a little easier, Casey, because the Sacramento Republic are due to play the U.S. Open Cup final about a week from now, I think it's next Tuesday or next Wednesday, I believe maybe next Wednesday, such an important game, such a showpiece for the USL to go and beat an MLS team in that final, that game for next week between Sacramento and Orlando City of Major League Soccer on next Wednesday. So we will suspect on the 7th of September, we will suspect that Sacramento will put out a second-choice lineup, probably all of their reserves, all of their backups, because they want to win that trophy next week on Wednesday night in the U.S. Open Cup Final. So they're not going to take this game on Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium that seriously. And so for Louisville City, positively for them, it gives them an opportunity to play some players that are not the regulars for Sacramento and maybe end this two-game losing streak at home. You certainly would expect that. I mean... If the Sacramento coach comes out and puts out his strongest lineup on Saturday, I feel like I need to have a word with him and be like, what are you doing? Because to be able to play in the final of the U.S. Open Cup versus Orlando City, the run that they have had in this Open Cup has been absolutely incredible. It's an amazing feat for this team. And so I think that is 100% their focus. I'm usually a person that's like, don't look towards the future. You have to make sure that you're staying focused on the game ahead. But no, not for this instance. Sacramento needs to be looking at the future and looking at the game versus Orlando City. Right now they're sitting fourth in the Western Conference. They've got 43 points. I think they're pretty comfortable with where they stand making the playoffs. I don't think they've clinched it yet. But looking at them, the next lowest, the team below them is 42. Then you got 37 and 37. So they've got a little bit of a cushion there with a game in hand. And so if I'm the Sacramento coach, I'm going to be resting those players, my core players, that I want starting and playing 90-plus minutes on Wednesday at 8 o'clock versus Orlando. And I'm going to put out a team that, could maybe give me a tie. I'm going to pack it in. I'm going to put my subs out there, and I'm going to just throw that game away. That game doesn't count. But on a loose City standpoint, it could be an excellent opportunity for them to bounce back from this two-game loss. It's a great opportunity for them to come home in front of their fans, put on an absolute performance, put away several goals, and be able to really solidify their statement win, and be able to then continue on with the rest of their season. Again, that game coming up on Saturday night, September 3rd, so just a few days from now, at Lynn Family Stadium. The boys in purple return home for the first time since that memorable night on August 13th in front of nearly 15,000 fans when they defeated the Tampa Bay Rowdies. It's the first home game since then, so if you haven't been and nobody has been since then. It's an opportunity for you to come out and check out Louisville City at Lynn Family Stadium. Tickets are available at lucity.com. We should note, though, that after that home game, it's two more on the road for Louisville City next week, midweek at FC Tulsa, and then on the 10th of September at Pittsburgh to round out this little road stretch, five of six games in total on the road for Louisville City. They will close out at home with four of five at 
home. So, again, coming up on Saturday against Sacramento at Lynn Family Stadium. Kickoff at 7.30. We'll have coverage for you if you can't make it to Butchertown beginning at 7.15 here on ESPN Louisville. That'll do it for us tonight. Certainly not the night we would have hoped to have had from a Louisville City perspective as they go down and defeat to the Indy 11 by a final score of 2-1. to one. But a great scene here at World of Beer off of Brownsboro Road. Niall McCabe among the crowd that's still hanging out here at World of Beer, Louisville City's Irish veteran that's been around since day one. Uh, what a fun night it was. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Again, the game coming up on Saturday, 7.30 against the Sacramento Republic. We will speak to you beginning at 7.15 here on ESPN Louisville for Casey Whitfield, for Spencer Brown, back in the studio doing such a great job of keeping us on air on this remote broadcast. I'm Jeff Milby saying thanks for joining us. We will speak to you on Saturday night. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com. 